You're listening to DraftKings Network. Today on the Cooligans, in the first segment, we go MLS playoffs. It, it is hot. We talk about decision day. We, we were nervous. We were excited. Uh, we were very, very happy. Jovinko scored that goal <laughs> very, very late. Uh, and you'll understand why. Also, Atlanta, the darlings of MLS, are getting the All-Star game. So clearly, Don Garber has a favorite child. Also, Siggy Schmidt, the big man on campus <laughs> in L.A., gets a promotion. Uh, and also, we, uh, we got a little into a little Save the Crew. Oh, yeah. And also, don't forget that we talk about the Cosmos. But speaking of saving the crew, in the second segment, we talked to Travis Irvine. If you don't know who he is, he's a comedian. He does a lot of political stuff as well. He also happens to be a massive uh, crew fan. He was there for the first game. He's been loving the team, and he's really upset about what's going on right now, and he's going to tell us just how much how upset he really is. And in segment number three, we go over all the games in Decision Day. Uh, well, the ones that mattered. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Atlanta, Toronto, uh, again, Jovinko drinking beer all, at, at work. Yeah. <laughs> drinking <laughs> style <laughs> drinking on the job uh also uh portland vancouver uh portland wins the cascadia cup incredible games clint dempsey really letting people know that he don't need this job okay <laughs> he doesn't need anybody here all right and san jose are we upset that they're in the playoffs uh, i don't know i mean we're, it was a cool thing but you know we had uh, we really wanted to see Jeff- jefferson savarino uh, yeah. <laughs> all this and more today on the cooligans Hey, this is Alexi Lawless. There is nobody in U.S. soccer that is more important than the Cooligans. Yeah, baby. Welcome. Welcome, one and all. <laughs> Dude, you're really, you really gung-ho for these welcomes. I'm just trying to make it feel different every week. Well, not me. <laughs> I want you to know exactly what's going to happen. Otherwise, people wouldn't know that it's a different episode. Well, I could care less. Uh, that is very See, cool. this is how they know, right here. Yeah, yeah right here. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> having a different argument. This is having a <laughs> different conversation. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Cooligans, everybody. Yeah, uh, come th- on. This is, uh, we, you know, Alexis and I are both stand-up comedians. This is the <laughs> this is the funniest soccer podcast you're ever going to listen to. You're damn right. It's also the gulliest soccer podcast you're ever going to listen to. That's right. Because uh, it's the gulliest soccer podcast that exists. Uh, sure. Yeah, they very little competition in the in the gully uh, soccer podcast market. You damn right. Shots fired <laughs> at nobody because there's no. They don't exist. Else. But like, if they did though, like you'd be mad disrespected right now. <laughs> They're like, who are these guys firing shots at? Yeah, my God, <laughs> that building is abandoned. <laughs> You're really not getting anything accomplished yeah. no, by keep shooting. <laughs> it's like Walking Dead. Nothing happens. Uh, my name is Christian Polanco. Yes, it is. My name is Alex. Alexis Guerreros. And yes, yeah, we are the Cooligans. And uh, yeah, this has been uh, what a what a fun what a fun little week. This has been a great week. What, we, a, um, what a weekend. Yeah, we had a uh, home away game. <laughs> that's right. In, <laughs> we're in New York, and that's uh, that is what happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, if you're not an NYCFC fan, uh, that, imagine your favorite team deciding to play in another stadium, just a different one, <laughs> just like to switch things up. Yeah, know, like, try something new. <laughs> hey, NYC yeah, swinging now. Yeah, that's what it's, I think. It was uh, like there was a, a a gay like decorator that went to Yankee Stadium, and it's like this is not gonna work no, at all. We this gotta- <laughs> is all wrong. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so we got to try out you know a new location. And uh, the results are unanimous. 
Everybody loves City Field. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody. All the fans are like, man, this is so much better for ba- for uh, soccer. Yeah, it was like, uh, you, you know how, uh, the, the, what's that Change of Heart? You know that show, Change of Heart? Remember no. that show? It was a dating show. I remember Temptation Island. That's a, that was more of a reality show. But Change of Heart was a show that a couples went on the show and they would each go out on a date with another person, like another couple. They would like basically swap uh, partners or whatever. Uh, and then... After the after their date, they would you know they would be on the show and was say, this on Cinemax at like midnight? No, this was not a sexual show. This was just a this was like on uh, UPN. Oh you know? damn! <laughs> Remember you? So it was. Uh, so that was basically the premise of the show that you you, you weren't if you were in a relationship you would go out on a date with another person, right? And then come back to the show and you would decide if you wanted to stay together or have a change of heart. Oh, keep your keep your significant other, or you went with the new one. Correct and. This is going to City Field felt like one of those moments where you like where you go back to Yankee Stadium and it's like, hey, you know what? But like uh, the other one was like, <laughs> I know the other one's new and we haven't figured it all out the uh, the rough parts, but I kind of like it. I like it. Yeah, I like it a little more. That's very very much what it felt. He doesn't like. yell at me about the garbage. <laughs> yeah, you know how Yankee Stadium is <laughs> just nagging, <laughs> nagging. Just uh, yeah, it just really it really affects your you know how, your your just how you feel about yourself. Yeah, you know, it drops your self confidence. Yeah. You're, self comedy yeah whatever you guys know what i mean words <laughs> uh but yeah the mls playoffs uh have arrived yeah so that was decision day decision day was packed up and down which is its purpose right every single right everything happens <laughs> everything happens at the same exact time it seems to me like remember that what was it i think it was 2014 when like uh Aguero won it with the last kick uh, in, the league. in the Premier League which which that what's interesting is that that moment is so rare yeah, so rare for for them for the for the Premier League where yeah, yeah to have like a final the, the 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 league decided on on the final kick of, yeah that never happens uh, that just never happens so it's usually yeah, normally this, it's like three months three ahead. months ahead and you're like yeah. okay well what are we doing watching these what's the rest of this shit you know <laughs> maybe they get Champions League maybe they don't yeah and that, and that's like Arsenal fans you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that uh, that and that is the you know the argument you know that American soccer fans tend to make when it comes to. A pro playoff argument. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, because which I agree. Do you you like the playoffs? I do. I do. I kind of prefer I, them. I think the Premier League has. I would say for the when it comes to quality, top and down, top to bottom, it is it. Uh, you know, a, a promotion relegation system does help with that. But when it comes to just excitement towards the end of the year, yeah, a playoff system is way better. It's just a, it's a more entertaining. The games leading up to it are way more entertaining, and that and a, the perfect example is decision day, where there were so many not necessarily playoff could out, happen. not playoff outcomes, but seeding. Yeah, and I know watching the game at, at City Field, NYCFC against Columbus. I was as I was probably the most nervous I've ever been because I was I was nervous that NYCFC was going to uh, lose that that and second drop, playoff seat, drop into a position where they wouldn't get the buy, and yeah. and and it has it has so many um, uh, uh, things that it can affect, right? Where like if if NYCFC now has to play Wednesday, then it's just like, well, I got shows on Wednesday, my schedule, yeah, I now know. it's like it's like my legit my life, yeah. Uh. So NYCFC, you lose if you lose this game. 
Why are you fucking with my shit? I know. Now I got to call the president and be like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got this bar show no one's going to be at. <laughs> you know, I can't. I, Christian's got his thing. I got my thing. Exactly. So it can be, it, you know, it can be a frustrating thing. So so thank you, yeah. NYC. Well, not, well, not thank you, NYCFC, for winning because they didn't win. No. They drew. But, but thank, thank you, you for yeah taking a little time off yeah, yeah well thank you know what but actually thank you Sebastian Jovinko for hitting that late free kick towards the end because I was just like thank you yeah. Seba because you're really helping me out right now with I my schedule it. my plans this week Canada <laughs> is out here getting our back like we've gotten their back so many times I mean look t- Toronto has definitely shown NYCFC a, a, a real beating oh yeah when you know especially when it comes to to regular season and the playoffs so to to really Give this, uh, you know, carrot of forgiveness. Right. You know, it's really just like, hey, you know what? We've been, we've been awful to you. Yeah. Hey, have this. Why don't you? Why don't you take this? <laughs> take this as a gift, as a, as a, as a, as a. What is that? What do they usually say? When a they sign of good, a good faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take this from me as a sign of good faith. <laughs> so sorry about the past. It may happen again. May there we go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so and thank you, Atlanta, for letting that <laughs> that free uh, kick go go in. Not, I mean, nothing not, you can do about it. There's nothing that anybody could have. There's no, no one. There's no keeper. I honestly, believe there's no keeper on the planet that could have done anything about no. that. Buffon called Guzan and was like, "What are you going to do?" <laughs> and then Guzan was like, "I don't know Italian, so, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know who you are. Uh, <laughs> you could be anybody. I don't know. <laughs> I am not buying solar panels. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's. There's a lot to cover. Yeah, and we'll talk about all the matches, uh, and we'll talk about the playoffs. And uh, and just uh, to get to some stuff out of the way, we have... uh, Oh, yeah, Travis Irvine is on the show. Yeah, Uh, that's right. Very funny comic. He's a comedian, uh, a huge Columbus Crew fan. He's also a politician. Yeah, that's right. He's trying to get in the politics game. Yeah, I mean he's he's a, a, a he's a already ran and and failed and uh, lost. But and listen, lost. You got to lose a couple. You got to lose a couple. He's he's ran for Ohio uh, and, and Columbus. I think the mayor of his of his town that he grew up in that's a suburb of Columbus. Yeah, and he's uh, I think he's going for city council. Yeah, next got to get there. Got to controller. Controller's a good start. We're getting politicians on this show, oh, buddy. I mean, this is. We're almost, we're too validated, is I think what's happening. Who are these people that are agreeing to come on this show? Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay, yeah. We're like, so, yeah, we're going to talk about the Columbus Crew thing, which we didn't get a chance to cover last, last week because we recorded the podcast on a Monday, which we never do because we're like, look, nothing's going to happen on Tuesday, right? And then everything. It's not like <laughs> the oldest franchise in the league is going to decide to get moved why would behind they, all the fans why back would so they, why don't we just why would they do anything like that uh i have to i had to go to pizza expo oh yeah that's right had again to. i love the, the oh i absolutely did the phrasing of this yeah the had to i had to <laughs> listen i what was is, what, i was asked I, I, I to think, go this was actually pizza and pasta Oh boy! Convention. Okay, double, Expo. D- a little double header. <laughs> make little. it, make it pasta's featuring for as, pizza. As as Robert <laughs> Kelly would say, bang bang. <laughs> yo yo, we gotta get we gotta get pasta on this pizza yeah. track. <laughs> yo, pasta does fifteen up front. We close with pizza. Pizza does an hour. Uh, well, yeah, I feel like we we talked to maybe there's some newer listeners. Obviously, that weren't listening to the podcast last year, but right. last year. I believe around the same time you did it all. You did all. No, no, no. Uh, that that one's uh, at the beginning of the year. That happens at the beginning of the year. In Which is Las the one Vegas. that you went to Vegas? Las Vegas is International Pizza Expo. This is not oh, international. I this got, is just I got Pizza Pasta Expo. <laughs> got confused for the domestic. Pizza yeah, 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 yeah. No, this is local, local only. <laughs> Get out of here with your Italian. Get out of here with anything in any other country. Okay. 
Yeah, you in Toronto? Get out of here. Not right now, Seba. No. Put that pizza down, buddy. <laughs> so, um, and what is uh, what is it exactly? It's not like it, people get this confused. I, I tell people I'm going to Pizza Expo, and they're like, oh, my God. Can I go? It's a meeting for the people in the pizza industry. It's like, it's not Pizza Con. You know what I mean? It's mm. not for the fans. So not, yeah, it's not people dressed up as pizza. There are some of that. There is some <laughs> of that. Yeah. No, there's some crazy people. It's pizza. I feel like pizza, all you get in pizza are ex-cons and wacky people. Those are the only people that own pizza shops. So you do get some weirdos. But they also had Caputo Cup, which is a big competition for like the best pizza that gets made right in front of you. There's like eight different ovens you can use. It's mm. a lot of fun. Yeah. So I was, my presence was requested because of my... Uh, pizza knowledge and expertise. Mm. Oh, that's right. For your brain, not your body. Oh, no. Oh, they love me for us here. <laughs> not for right down here. <laughs> partially your body, though. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, I mean, the body validates the brain. They're exactly. like, this guy knows a lot. And I mean, you can see. I mean, he's doing research. Well, that's not even questioned. <laughs> I mean, this guy's out there doing research. <laughs> yeah. Look, I think yeah. he did a case study on this stuff. <laughs> yeah, this, guy, this guy has got... What's the goddamn? What's the word you do in college for your PhD dissertation? A dissertation. <laughs> this yeah. guy's got dissertation on top of dissertation. Uh, 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 so whatever. I was asked to 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 attend. I did not think that I was going to stay, so I didn't bring I didn't bring a change of clothes. I had a show the next day. Ryan had a cancel show on the Tuesday just to go. So I was like, you know what? I'll hang out. Everyone. Oh, so this where was this at? This was in Las Vegas, and I'm sorry, Atlantic City, Atlantic, Atlantic City. City Convention Center. Okay. Uh, so I yeah, I went down with my pizza tour sweatshirt, you know. So people were like, oh, that's how I know you. Um, and uh, a bunch of pizza people got together. We all went to White House and got cheesesteaks and a bunch of different subs, and we cut them all up and we ate that. And then Tony Bologna, which is famous for the taco pizza, he does the pizza with the tacos on top and the guacamole in the middle. Which, by the way, normally I would say no, but it's actually very good. Wait, so Tony Bologna is not just some some nickname that somebody no. Gave the guy's name is Mike. He's a great guy. <laughs> some Tony Bologna is the name of the shop. It's a stupid name. <laughs> It's a stupid name, but great pizza. He makes a French onion soup pizza, which is out of this world. Um, so anyway, he he's closed on Tuesdays. He opened up his shop and he just made a made us a bunch of like special pizzas. It was great. It was awesome. I looked down at my watch. It's like two in the morning. I'm like, yeah, I'm not driving. Wow, three hours. Didn't home. realize. Tony Baloney was too good for Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a Tuesday guy. <laughs> I mean, the alliteration. It's not Tuesday Baloney. <laughs> the, the alliteration is already perfect. Yeah. Tony Baloney Tuesdays. Yeah. You know, it's just been- and he sells tacos. So Taco Tuesday. Taco Tony Taco, Taco Tuesdays. To- Taco Tuesdays at Tony Baloney's. <laughs> come on. We're, we're, it yeah. sells itself. I mean, come on. <laughs> Buddy, don't, don't just open up. You might need to get velvet rope out there. You might need to get a security guard. So he opened up for us. It was great. And then at two in the morning, I'm like, I don't even have a place to stay. And my buddy Scar, who owns Scars, uh, it's incredible incredible pizza place on orchard he, he was, was like he was great in the lion king yeah yeah exactly i'm sure he's never heard that joke before <laughs> um so he was like yo i got a whole suite he had an entire suite like the bathroom had a had a desk in it that's how big this bathroom the bathroom is bigger than i think my apartment it was this massive uh bathroom huge sprawling space overlooking the bay in atlantic city not that there's anything to look at there but whatever it's nice you see water you're like all right it's not that sad <laughs> And I was like, so he was like, are you driving back? I was like, yeah. He goes, can I get a ride? I'm like, how'd you get down here? He said, Greyhound. Ooh. How the fuck you take a Greyhound to a suite? <laughs> <laughs> Has that ever happened? <laughs> There's other crazy people that are in pizza. So whatever. I, I slept on the couch, woke up the next day, went to the Timberland outlet, and then I drove home. It was great. Look at you. All right. It sounds like a, a fun Well, anyway, that's time. why we could record on Tuesday. <laughs> I'm sure you wanted to hear all of this. I'm sure. But yeah, that explains. That yeah. explains it all. So hey. whatever. We did Monday. And then on Tuesday, as I'm driving down, you know, I'm at a red light in the city. And I see, you know, alert after alert after alert of all the stuff that's going on with, with, with Columbus. I'm like, come on. 
Yeah. Y'all couldn't wait. Y'all couldn't <laughs> wait a week. The so yeah, let's at least address that a little bit. We talk about that in in detail with uh, with Travis. Yeah, which is an interview we have not done yet. So don't. It's not like we know what we talk about. We're assuming that's what <laughs> we're going to talk about. Who knows what's going to happen? But uh, yeah, obviously, if you haven't heard this news, I, I mean, I imagine most people are aware of what's going on on in in the soccer the soccer Twitter verse. Yeah, uh, but. Owner of the team, Anthony Precourt, he's like, I'm done with uh, Columbus. I want to move the team to Austin. But he kind of was like, you know what? I got an idea that I don't think I've ever thought of before. <laughs> this is totally new. Just uh, spitballing. I'm here, riffing guys. here. I'm just riffing. <laughs> what about Austin, Texas? Oh, uh, the place that uh, MLS already signed uh, has the Instagram accounts. Oh, and, did they? Oh, they, oh, the courses. Oh, did they? They have the Instagram accounts. They have the, the website. What? Their website already ready. Yeah. <laughs> they have all the licensing. Well, this seems to be working out so far. <laughs> wow, how convenient. <laughs> yeah. Is this you? What lawyer? You say there's a <laughs> there's a part of my contract that I negotiated that says that's the only city I'm allowed to move to. Get out of here! So, what a surprise! I mean, I, I mean, what a, I mean, what a lucky strike here! I mean, there's so many words in there. Who even reads this I stuff? Mean, I don't read it. You know, <laughs> Austin, <laughs> Texas, Austin, Colorado. You never know. You never know what it says in there. Anyway, I, I'm uh, my name's my kid's name is Austin. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolute yeah. coincidence. <laughs> Why am I wearing this cowboy hat? I'm not so sure anymore. <laughs> to be completely honest, uh, but he wants to. He he's made it pretty clear he wants to move the team he, he feels uh that you know business it's it's business guys you uh, know i don't business wise if you take all the emotion out of owning a soccer club and you just look at the business which is how you would run a soccer right club. <laughs> yeah don't you dare have emotion <laughs> no but like honestly you stop celebrating those goals <laughs> yeah, that's not on. what this club is about fill out a, a paperwork <laughs> now that says you scored a goal or else you're not getting paid um i i look at it this way like you know if Columbus doesn't deserve to lose this team, and I hope it stays. The fans clearly give a shit. We give a shit, man. We've done a bunch of stuff. We've tweeted out. That's pretty much what we've done. We tweeted out a bunch, but we also changed like the logo to yellow and black. That's yeah, not, that's a that's lot of work. A, that's a, that's that took work. We're allies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, we're allies. Uh, we're hashtag. Yes, Columbus crew, not just yes all clubs. We are yes Columbus crew. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, all that said, business wise, they're in the bottom three of most business metrics. It's hard for me to tell someone who pumped their money into something to continue to lose it. Now, the other side of that coin is, have they not done everything that they can to save it? And that's what maybe we'll be talking about in the second segment. Correct. Yeah. So there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that's all, you know, drummed up in this. At the end of the day, no one, no one in soccer wants to see, uh, you know, someone lose their club. Someone called it the MK Don Garbers. Do you know, <laughs> do you yeah. know the story? Yeah. That's a great. I don't know who said it. Whoever said it. Congrats. <laughs> Super fun. That's yeah, great. that's incredible. Uh, yeah, it, it's difficult to not have, you know, especially, look, I'm not a supporter of Columbus Crew, no. uh, you know, specifically, but they, but seeing the response from all the fans and it's all, awesome, and all the support, that, that is the thing that's like, you you can't have not, you know, you can't not have some emotional reaction towards no. that. And what a beautiful thing for everyone to rally. Yeah, you know, together on it's a beautiful thing. So I'm, um, I'm, yeah, you, just like you. I'm hoping the team stays, or if not, it's like, you know, maybe the team, maybe the team leaves, and you know, like the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns left, they went to Baltimore, uh, uh, and, and look how pissed off everybody was then. Yeah, they were furious, but yeah. they, but the Browns eventually came back. They kept the name. They got to keep the name, and then someone else bought it. So maybe that'll happen because. Uh, yeah, there's too there's too much history to just let go, and that and that's pretty much the same exact reason why the Cleveland Browns came back. 
Yeah. And also, I will say, you know, put it on um, put it on yourselves as fans. I know a lot of fans are returning tickets. It's probably what I would do. But maybe, maybe, you know, look, we've watched the games that have the seats haven't been filled. Maybe the fans go out and buy more season tickets. You know, maybe they fill out that stadium and prove prove that it shouldn't be moved. I mean, it's it's never going to happen, happen, and I would never do it. Because why would the response but do be? Do I not sound give, like a genius? Though, <laughs> let's give the let's give Anthony Preco more money. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's already keeping your money. You can't return your season tickets. Yeah. So. It's it's just super shady. But yeah, again, we talk about uh, a lot uh, about again, it with good Travis. business though. I'm not giving you back your money. <laughs> I announced it after the deadline. What an <laughs> asshole. Uh, yeah, not cool. So, um, well, yeah, we'll get more into that. But let's talk about um, Atlanta. Atlanta, obviously, I mean, the uh, darlings of MLS. Everyone is everyone who's not living in Atlanta is already pissed off that we even brought it up because that's <laughs> pretty much what we've talked about for about a so month and it, a half. Yeah, but it did come up once again. Atlanta, you know, like you said, the darling. They seem to be doing everything right at the moment. <laughs> One of those things is filling out that goddamn stadium even more. Which look, if like any like in any industry in any entertainment. If you can, if you can draw, yeah, you can draw people. You're you you get the spoils. Yeah, you get you get booked. Yeah, if you can draw, if you can sell tickets, you get booked. That's it. So uh, Atlanta at Mercedes Benz Stadium, the the 2018 All Star Game will be hosted there. Uh, they don't know who they're playing yet. No, uh, Tata Martino says he wants to play Newell's Old Boys. Well, n- Americans don't know what that is. <laughs> no. They're like old, bo- old, old boys. Old boys? Okay. <laughs> you no. mean adults? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. All the all the teachers in, in the school teachers in Georgia are like, no, we need young boys. Yeah, that, yeah. This is not <laughs> yeah, this doesn't work at all. <laughs> this is not what this yeah. is not what we enjoy. Because <laughs> every, every week there's always a, a especially a female teacher. There's always yeah. female teachers uh enjoying themselves. Oh yeah. A <laughs> lot of those... pedophiles are gonna be sending emails going. <laughs> We specifically asked <laughs> for young boys, which there is a team in, I think, Switzerland that's called the Young Boys. Okay. Uh, so plane tickets are being purchased as we speak. <laughs> no, <is> it, <laughs> Jared just, from there's Subway. Re, there's just restraining orders just around the entire... <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, he wants, he used to coach Newell's Old Boys. That's where it comes from. That's yes, why he yes, wants I, to play them. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So I think if, I think if they played like Boca Juniors, I think it would, it would draw really well. Or if they played like Riven, it would do really well. Uh, really well compared to a Real Madrid or no, Bayern. No, no. But, I mean, look, you do want to sell 70,000 tickets. You need a big name. And I don't know that Newell's old boys. Some, I, I disagree. I, I disagree. I think you can put the damn Cosmos in there. And I think Mercedes-Benz <laughs> Stadium is going to fill that place. Don't you bring up the Cosmos <laughs> just yet. But, yeah, okay. I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. I'm, uh, the point is because if they go... 70,000 people go there to, to see a game against, uh, you know, uh, Toronto or whatever, yeah, Minnesota. In, in Minnesota, they'll be fine. Yeah. I, I'm not concerned about them. That's actually but, a great point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't need nobody. <laughs> they can, they, they can, should play they can do an Atlanta United the reserves. Scr- a, a yeah, scrimmage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the All-Star game is Atlanta United yeah. versus the, yeah, the reserves. The, the reserves. Are like but the, it's also the All-Star game. Are that many fans going to show up for the All-Star game? It's not just Atlanta United. No, but so it should he, be the All-Stars versus Atlanta United. Maybe that's it. Okay, that might be entertaining. That yeah. would be pretty dope, right? <laughs> Atlanta United win seven nothing. Well, I mean, they play <laughs> together, so yeah. that's yeah. But no, the but yeah, I, I the, the issue of of getting people there won't be look, at, at Soldier Field. They were that sold out. I think I think that's also against Real Madrid. Against Real Madrid, but. Chicago Fire never sold seventy one thousand seats. We love you, Chicago Fire, but you never sold seventy one thousand. But if seats. you see uh, the the kind of passion there is around soccer, in- Jackie, if you're listening, I know you're working on it. But 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, but but some people are. I feel I, I sense a little bit of Alana again. They get again a little little, little jelly, little, little favoritism. I yeah. think I think a little bitterness too. They I think uh, people are starting to be a little yeah bitter at how much. Don Garber, lo- he clearly he is loving uh, uh, his children more, some more than the other. Yeah, the new one. The new, new one's <laughs> getting pretty good grades in school. The, the baby. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, you know, look, LAFC just starting out. Maybe next season they get it. You know, the 2019 okay. new stadium seems to be kind of how they do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, look, it, you large go with markets. The, yeah, you go where the heat is. That's yeah, come on. You got to play the uh, you got to play the hot hand. Yeah. And well, right now there's no hand hotter than Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta. They hate that. There there was a uh, a press conference that Taylor Twelman, uh, you know, I guess ho- not hosted, but he introduced. He introduced. He introduced yeah. like. Uh, he emceed, if you will. Sure. And uh, and Arthur Blank spoke. At, uh, at Arthur this. Blank pulling out the old Brooklyn accent. <laughs> yeah, so you know, like, uh, you know, you build a stadium, people show up. And uh, yeah. My wife, well, she does a shop at Target. That, okay, so that, that was, was the best. There were a couple of moments that were a little, it, it, I, I imagine, I was watching it live, and yeah, they were yeah. probably only like seven, eight hundred people watching at a time. Yeah, this is off script, yes. this part. So, so I don't imagine many people watch this. Yeah. So. They did do a press conference uh, for, uh, uh, you know, for the announcement of a, a Mercedes-Benz Stadium hosting the the All-Star game. Yeah. And Arthur Blank was, he just, he, I think if this was an NFL-related thing, I think right. he wouldn't have been so, so cash yeah, about yeah, yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> he was like, hey, what's up, everybody? Cause it, and I don't know how many people were there, but it didn't seem like it was a lot. I couldn't, they probably weren't more than like 20 Members of press. Oh, so everyone already knew what the what the thing was. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? It wasn't really, a, yeah. a big surprise because, the, yeah, the, the step and repeat said uh, all-star game right on it. But Arthur Blank was trying to, was thanking people uh, uh, and trying to be a little jovial and stuff, but he didn't make one. He just kind of had like a really cool speech. Yeah, it was. He very made fun of Darren Eels the way Darren Eels speaks. So he was like roasting people. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, he was hitting them. He, was, <laughs> he made fun of Delhi talk. He was talking about how when Darren Eels came aboard for this whole project, and and he was like, I didn't understand the word he was yeah, saying. Yeah, like, I had to make him repeat himself two or three <laughs> times. Like I still don't understand him. <laughs> and then, but the the weird dig at his wife was it seems, so yeah, the, was so tar- odd because Target was the, is the sponsor, the sponsor for the so they're there, game. they're hanging out. They got some. I think the I think the mayor of Atlanta was behind him. Yeah, ca- and uh, then, Reed. Yeah, and then the the gentleman who I guess runs uh, Target is born and raised from, in yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta yeah. So he was there, and the guy he kind of looks like Joel Olstein. Sure, you yeah. know. So he was there, and I'm like, Joel Olstein's there. <laughs> is he the new sponsor? Um, just one one of his 700 teeth are going to be the sponsor. <laughs> so he's there, and he's like, Oh, Target, I love you guys. You know, my wife, she's keeping you afloat on her yeah, own. My, my wife, <laughs> my wife shop still. All the yeah, time. it was almost too much. It was very <laughs> like, uh, like he's talking like. He's not a billionaire, no. and, there's yeah. the, and there's literally no way his wife will be caught dead at a Target. No, <laughs> I, you know what? I disagree with you because I know rich people do that. They go to Target, they're like, "This is fine. <laughs> Look at us Hanging shopping. Out with the, yeah, we're shopping with, with regular with, people, with the normies." Yes. Oh my God, this does look like something I would wear at the country club, but I wouldn't wear this. <laughs> so that's kind of the tone. He was like, "Trust me, she's always there," and he said it with like a, "Somebody take that bitch's credit card away from her." It's kind She's going to bring down this whole operation. <laughs> We're going to have to take seats down. 
We gotta sell. And he, I forget. He also was like really casual about like the franchise itself. Atlanta United is doing pretty good. Well, He's well, like that's well, a franchise. The, the Atlanta United. Well, he didn't say that. Who said it? The um the dude from Target. Oh, uh, okay. Who talked about how much he loves soccer and and everybody look at it. we don't <laughs> we it's not just because we like soccer but people are buying soccer stuff <laughs> and he kept saying the Atlanta United and you know the Atlanta United and they're doing pretty good the Atlanta United and I just every time I was like stop it <laughs> just, <laughs> stop it yeah uh, it was uh, more it was definitely more entertaining than I w- would have expected oh yeah the whole thing it was just it was like uh, uh, just. Yeah, Arthur Blank really stole the show. Oh my god, yeah. You know, he also he comes across when he walks like he might be kind of like up there in age. Yeah. And he's very relaxed and and sort of um, you know, soft spoken. He's he's the exact opposite. Sure, of that. Yeah, he he, walks, he comes up there. He's like, like he's who like, ordered these bagels? <laughs> ah, this is garbage. He has a cane going up real yeah. slow. You feel like a lot of sympathy. Yeah. Then he rolls his sleeves up and he's like, yeah. "You're gonna, you're all yeah. getting roasted." Yeah. Yeah. He's pointing at people with the cane. He's like, "Look at this son of a bitch." Yeah, <laughs> like Darren Eels, and he like rolls out. He's like, "No one knows what the fuck he's talking about." Uh, yeah. yeah, so. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. A great way to uh, uh, introduce Arthur Blank should introduce. He should be at every press. Arthur conference. Blank should needs to be on this podcast because <laughs> I would love a conversation between us two, Arthur Blank and Bruce Arena. Oh boy, that would be the best. <laughs> we could do it. We could do it at a, a local deli. We'll do it at yeah, the Fontes. with, with uh, you know turkey in our mouths. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where you getting this Swiss cheese? It's garbage. Is this Finlandia? We're gonna yeah. we're gonna like uh, uh, you know sit down with these with these legends of soccer and yeah. not even ask about soccer. Even once. Not even. No. <laughs> we'll do it at the deli that uh, Dax McCarty likes. Oh yeah, one five seven gourmet one five seven. We have to go there. We have to make the Dax McCarty sandwich. Yeah, we gotta get, we gotta head over there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we'll get there sometime. So anyway, that was a lot of fun. If you didn't watch it, it's still on there. YouTube. Yeah, check, check it out. Uh, so a couple other things. Uh, LA Galaxy, the worst team. Uh, are they? Were they worse than? Uh, they are. Yeah, they won the Golden Spoon. They won the uh, go- I'm sorry, not even the, the gold. The wooden spoon. Yeah, the Golden <laughs> Spoon's pretty nice. <laughs> Everybody wants a Golden Spoon. Yeah. Uh, LA Galaxy are uh, yeah a team that was uh, in disarray this complete uh, disarray this season. But everything solved because they uh, they took their. Uh, you know, giant torso coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, thick top, <laughs> thick top coach. <laughs> yeah, just normal legs yeah. and <laughs> okay, normal shoulders, normal arms. Just keeping it yeah. all in one yeah. spot. <laughs> kind of wearing a vest-like Santa Claus costume. Sure, yeah. he, he's he's uh you know he's gonna he's about to hibernate in the off season, <laughs> yeah, so he yeah. needs to store. Yeah, uh, a couple. He's of- got a new job, which he was upset because he was really hoping to go down to the local stream and just catch salmon in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but. Vicky Schmidt is uh, the new general manager for the LA Galaxy. Yeah, so uh, Venegas is out, and I still feel dirty saying his name. <laughs> Venegas. It's like, oh, you can't say that in front of kids. Uh, so Venegas is gone. I think someone else is also gone. Daddy wants a Venegas. <laughs> <laughs> Where do babies come from? Oh. Venegas, get out of here. I- ask your mother. <laughs> <laughs> it's Arthur Blank. <laughs> <laughs> Go ask your mother. <laughs> oh, you can't. She's that. She's probably at Target spending all my. She'll never get out of Target. <laughs> You're not gonna have any school books yeah. or school clothes this year, okay? Tell her to get out of goddamn even Target. Though, even though Target offers some great deals on yeah. uh, school books. Don't forget, <laughs> you get fifty percent off. He's the, he, Arthur Blank needs to be the spokesperson <laughs> for Target. 
Oh, God. Yeah. We have solved all of Target's problems. You want Walmart to go down to second place? Get Arthur Blank to be your spokesperson. Sure. Don't give him a script. Yeah, because they have they have like Lil Yachty in the commercials. Yeah, they don't need Lil Yachty. They need Lil Yachty. They need Lil Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Arthur. Uh, Lil Baby Blank. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so Siggy Schmidt is a general manager. Do they? Do we know who the coach is going to be? Oh, they don't have that. They haven't assigned. They he, have not. Well, he's going to pick the coach, right? He's going to pick the coach. He's going to pick everything. And... Uh, what is uh, uh, Scott Schlechtlaw Schlechtlaw something like wow. that wow I think yeah. so, wait hold on I think Alexis just had a stroke so yeah. no hold, hold on I'm back <laughs> yeah no I did have one I did absolutely have one so uh, the, the dude's last name sounds like a small farming town in Iceland <laughs> I can't pronounce it but we met him at um, we met him at All-Star Game great dude um, wait we met this person yeah 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 he, he's who? the tall dude that works for MLS he was behind us when we were talking to Dax in the uh, scrum in the in the hallway. Oh, Sam. Sam Sheshtal. 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 I don't know. I think it's Deskal. Deskal. Something like that. But I know what you're talking about. Wow, that was a very. That was so bad. I also called him Scott. Sam. Scott. Yeah, Big Sam. Okay. Sam. Sam, just Sam. Sam. All right. So Sam, right? Big Sam. Big Sam. Big Sam. We love you, Sam. He tweeted out that the record is something like. Yeah, over the last since 2016, it's 14, 29, and 14 with a point ninety three games per um ga- oh, point, uh, points per points game. Per game. Point ninety eight uh, points per game, which average. is terrible. Yeah, he's this not- is since 2015. My bad. That's Siggy Schmidt's record. Yeah, for the- so that clearly goes back to his time at Seattle. So somebody saw that record and was like, "Give him a promotion." <laughs> yeah, put well, it. The, put- <laughs> no, here's the problem. He can't have that record if he's not coaching. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, so you know what you do. Bring him up a level, <laughs> buddy. He's the GM. He's not coaching. He I technically mean, hasn't won or lost. I mean, he has a lot. He has a a, a strong, you know, career and, and good history in sure. soccer. And clearly, uh, and someone who needs to deserves to be a part of soccer. And he's been with the LA Galaxy before, so they. I, I think a, a little bit of that just uh, familiarity makes yeah. it a little easier. Uh, but somebody has to write this ship. They think it's him, the uh, guy who hasn't been able to write this ship. Yes, they're yeah. like, hey, the the guy who keeps failing his pilot on his pilot's license test, they're like, we need to get this guy in. Here. Let him fly to safety. <laughs> uh, Look, maybe he'll do a great job of it. Maybe this is the thing. Maybe he's kind of done with the coaching part, and the GM is is like a new position for him that he can sort of uh, you know grow into. Not torso wise. In in, G, um, in other teams, in like in, in European leagues, it's usually the coach, the, the manager that that makes is also the general manager as well. There's no, no there's, the the manager. Picks the players and the system. A lot of other managers don't pick the players. The GMs do. Even in Europe. In Europe. England is the only one where the manager does both. Everyone else, the manager just handles what's going on on the pitch. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. and the GM goes out and picks the players. He's the one that goes out and buys players, sells players, things like that. Obviously, the the, the manager's involved, but it's the final decision of the GM. Yeah. In England... The GM is simply there to help an acquisition, help get the deals done. But the manager is the one that makes the decisions so for the most part. Right. That's sort of in, in theory. That's how the system is supposed to work. There's, you know, arguments and stuff. The GM here is probably going to handle, especially for LA Galaxy, is probably going to handle much more of the player acquisition. They're probably going to handle putting the team together. So yep. not we're going from Siggy Schmidt picking the system itself to Siggy Schmidt not going and picking how the I'm sorry the, the players picking themselves, the players to, themselves. Uh, yeah picking the players and the system as opposed to just deciding how they're going to play for 90 minutes yeah so he might be like a bit of an uh, overbearing GM you know a lot of a lot of coaches don't like yeah yeah uh, you know they like to it, it, it input their own philosophy on 
on their on their team. Absolutely. Uh, so, but it's like it's like um, uh, what's his name? Uh, coach for the Bulls uh, forever. Um, I, not Pat Riley. Who are you talking not about? Pat he was just here. He, he was, was just, just here in New York. Why am I forgetting Phil, his name? Phil, Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. How? Damn. Legendary coach. And uh, I remember how bad the Knicks are. Thank you. <laughs> just a reminder, everybody. Yeah. But no. Arthur that, Blank, by the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> Please. The, but that was also the big issue, right? Because he was, uh, he, he tried to instill uh, his coaching philosophy on wh- whatever coach he hired. He hired a Patsy coach. Yeah. And, yeah. And and look how that and that did not play well. Yeah, and then he became the coach, and that did not. No, he did, he never became the coach. For the he, Knicks. Well, I'm sorry, he was about to be. You're right. He didn't. Uh, what did we not Horacek? Who's the guy we got? Hey, the Hoiberg or something? Not Hoiberg. Horn, Jeff Hornacek. Hornacek. What Call did I say? Horacek. Horacek. <laughs> well, somebody write that. Anyway, <laughs> Arthur Blank's back on the mic. <laughs> Get that credit card out of her hand. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's a uh, the the other thing. Uh, that happened this week. Uh, I I don't know about it in too much detail, uh, but we were talking about the Cosmos. Yeah, earlier. Uh, you know they were the butt of a joke. Uh, but this this time, apparently there was a. Uh, so I, I'm I'm trying to get the timeline correct because this is right around the time when the the we thought the league was done. Remember when they stopped paying their players and the yes. staff? They laid off almost everybody. And the, the, the cosmos, the cosmos. Yeah. And they, they felt they were done. And it, every, it looked like in the next few days, we would hear that the NASL was going to fold. Correct. It did not happen. Somehow they survived. Yes. But that's what we all thought. Rocco Camiso came in and purchased the team. You know, Rocco Camiso has like a long, uh, long standing media company here in New York. Uh, went to, uh, you know, he's from Italy, came here when he was a teenager. He went to Columbia University, blah, 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 loves everything. New York and decided to buy the team because he loves soccer. And he thought that soccer gave him his education here and it's what allowed him to become a multimillionaire. So uh, he goes out and buys the team. Uh, around that time, what he was buying were the assets. He was buying the assets and the debt, right? So he wasn't the only one to make an offer. Apparently, he has released as part of this lawsuit that is hanging over uh, the U.S. Soccer Federation's head uh, and Sunil Gulati's that, you know, they took away the Division Two uh, status from the NASL and yeah. ASL saying that that could be uh, detrimental to their to their whole uh you know, system in their whole league mm-hmm. uh, that they'll fold if that happens, and it's irreparable. You know, irre- whatever. Okay, you know, I don't know words. It's it, they can't come. They can't repair it. <laughs> yes. It, what is it? Irreparable. Irreparable. Thank you so much. <laughs> See, I, like, I'll never get divorced because I just don't know the words. Uh, so that happens. He releases information as part to prove that this is on purpose that they're getting knocked down. That this isn't because they don't. They don't have the amount of teams and whatnot. It's not for those reasons. Not meeting the standards. Right. They're not meeting the the qualifications. What it is is that they're purposely trying to uh, deter this league from uh, progressing and and being successful. That they want this team, this uh, league to fail. Right? Yeah. So what proves that? Well, he has an email that MLS through. Well, it wasn't MLS. John Patrickoff, who's now the president of NYCFC, he... On behalf of some, which is the marketing arm. Soccer United Marketing. You're right. He's, that's the marketing arm of MLS. If this is confusing you, well, welcome to the team. <laughs> right? So Patrick Goff, on behalf of SUM, Soccer United Marketing, which is the marketing arm and essentially a major part of MLS, 
uh, put a put a bid in for five million dollars to buy, th- you know, the the team itself and to everything buy the, to buy the Cosmos, yeah, yeah to, and everything that was involved in it. And by the way, they were thirty uh, thirty million in debt at the time, right? So he's saying, like, look, this proves that they were doing it on purpose to destroy the team. They were paying five million for a team that owed thirty million to own it, so that no one else could ever use it, and they own the the, the blah blah blah. Now, if you go back in time. MLS wanted the Cosmos to be what is now NYCFC. Yeah. NYCFC was supposed to be the Cosmos back when it was NY2. Now, the reason the Cosmos didn't do it is because the guy who owned them, Seamus, um, not Seamus Coleman. <laughs> I was about to say that. It's Seamus <laughs> something else. Uh, he did not want to give the rights to the logo to MLS. MLS owns the entities, and it's almost like a co-op. Like, you, you, you own a percentage. You own your share, right? So they didn't want to give that up because he knows that the value of the logo is more important. Sure. So they tried this before. Now, I don't understand why so many people are, are amazed that they put in a $5 million offer and had this like whole thing in this. I was like, for 10 years, you can't operate. Uh, so if anyone ever buys it from them, they couldn't operate a soccer team in the, in the area for 10 years. I'm not sure why they're so surprised if they tried this before. Well, well the, the one thing I noticed was uh, the, there were comments, I think, a couple of days prior uh, from Don Garber saying that they they'll never be a third New York team. He said it while we were at the MLS Cup. Remember? That's right. That's right. He did say that because and that was right around that time, by the way. Correct. So this was yeah December of last year. Uh, I remember and, we were like buy the do I just buy it and put them in you know in Long Island or something. Buy them and put them. What do you mean put them? MLS in? buy the Cosmos. Remember oh. we were saying that we were like why don't you just oh, buy just them? add them to the league? Like yeah. Oh okay. Uh, so, but but it it seemed like the the intention with the bid was obviously to uh, just dissolve the team. Yeah. Or what I really think was happening is Bethlehem Steel is was the Cosmos of old. They were like the biggest. They had the most stars. They were like the what a lot of people consider to be the first super team was Bethlehem Steel. They were the first people to bring in people from outside the country and pay them a lot of money to play soccer. That's a really important for a lot of people that are pro rel uh, truthers. That's there. That's one of the few brands that was like important along with the Cosmos, right? It's I just like love bring this just, back. You just label them truthers. Well, now. you know what I mean. Like I don't know what else to say. Like people that really are fighting for pro rel. Okay. You know, anti modern football people, right? Anti modern soccer because we're in America, right? Those guys really, really held on to the whole idea that the Bethlehem Steel would come back and the Cosmos come back. So what did what did MLS do? They bought the rights to Bethlehem Steel and made it the USL version. The, like the, the, the B squad for Philly Union. Okay. So now no one can make them a super club because they can't. They're owned by the Philly Union or by MLS. By MLS. I think they were trying to do the same thing with Cosmos. I think Cosmos would have been the USL for NYCFC or maybe Red Bull. It could have been Red Bull. Okay. I mean... Uh, Probably NYCFC because NYCFC doesn't have a two Yeah, team. and a lot of people don't... I guess Cosmos fans probably do not want do that. Do not want that at all. Yeah, so it's uh, it's understandable. But, but it was a... It, it was the, the, the weird, like... They said one thing and then them they're bidding on like it was just it seemed like bo- I'm, I'm not sure that they don't coincide. How do you destroy someone? You could buy them and shut them down. Okay, so it was just, yeah, so but that and I think that that's that's the part that we didn't know. Uh, MLS was like behind the scenes, kind of doing stuff like who that. the fuck are we to know that? No, I know that. I'm just saying, but that's what I'm saying. But like, this is why it's news. This is why it's. it's but I, it's I don't understand how people are surprised by this. Okay, yeah, but what it's are, not like the MLS has ever not done things that would be in the best interest of their finances, yeah. and not specifically the soccer culture as a whole. I don't agree with it. 
I don't want them to own the Cosmos. Look, I'm not a Cosmos fan, but I want the Cosmos to exist. I eventually want the Cosmos to be able to, on merit, play their way into the top division. Yeah. They're a big name club. They played in Saudi Arabia. They've played in, in Cuba. They deserve to play in MLS. Yeah, but the, the I guess the, the... Or whatever, the top division. The uh, MLS does seem a little... I guess this kind of move to like... Uh, buy out other teams and just kind of dissolve the brand does feel a little like I, it, it feels like a, like the villain in a, in a cartoon. Sure. You know and I mean? you know what? To some degree it is that, you yeah. know, but like, it's still a good business tactic. <laughs> sure, sure. Like if you own a food truck and I open up a food truck down the block from you and I'm struggling financially, mm-hmm. you could come to me and buy that food truck and either own it on that corner or get rid of it. Just park it in your garage if you have one in this sure. scenario. And now you're the only food truck again. Okay. I mean, yeah. It's Does not, that? I mean, like it's douchey as hell. It's douchey. Yeah. It's like who owns this food truck? Corella Deville. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very evil. <laughs> you're just sitting there in a full length mink. That's white and black. <laughs> um, but here's the, the the thing that I think upset most people is: Do you know who's one of the chair people or one of the top people in SUM in some? Uh, Garber. But who's one of the, who's the other one? Gulati. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the head of the USSF? Gulati. Gulati. So who decided <laughs> that the Cosmo, that NASL was going to lose Dude. the second division? Dude, we got to get, we, the behind us should be a board <laughs> with, and the all, red with the red strings. And, and, all, and, all, and at all. the end, it's Mrs. Blank at Target. <laughs> the red string is in a circle. Uh, no, but it's, so here's the thing. Sunil Gulati is works for SUM and was technically a part of the bid to buy the Cosmos yeah. to to terminate them and at the same time was the one who is seated at the top of the decision making to not allow NASL to have second division status. So, while I understand with the I understand the business tactic or the business tactic and not enjoy, but I understand of buying your your competition to bring them down, a hostile takeover, if you will, right? You can't be the guy. That's obviously a conflict of interest. You can't be the guy who's saying like, oh, you don't get to do that. And also at the same time, hey, let me buy you so I can make sure you don't get to do that. You can't You can't be that. That's clearly a conflict yeah. of interest. And th- this will this will have uh, repercussions against his, his bid to rerun if he decides to in February. It has to. Okay. This is clearly some type of tampering that's happening. It's certainly some type of collusion. It's certainly a conflict of interest. And <laughs> somewhere, I don't care if it's the top or the bottom, I feel like there's some Jared Kushner email that also was involved in this. I mean, you're t- wait, you're telling me <laughs> yes. that uh-huh. um, in American soccer, USSF, yep. SUM, mm-hmm. MLS, yep. Uh, could possibly have some sort of self-interest at hand that could, uh, you know, maybe hurt other people or other or other teams. Hmm. Is that a, is that a possibility? Or I think it might. be. Are they capable of that? You know what? The, real quick, uh, I, I'm always I, I need to really do some research and try to understand what Soccer United marketing. Good is luck. I've done does. it so many times. It is, but it, I do all I know. It is. It is like that. Thing in the shadows. Yeah, that is that that, that that. If they're listening right now, we're done. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're like that's the real thing that is like that that is driving the money. Yeah, you know that what is I mean? that is because because every deal, every sponsorship, every, it sort of goes through Soccer United marketing. And I know that there's a the 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 perk of owning an MLS club is 
that you get a piece of Soccer United marketing. So anything, right. anything, wh- whether like obviously U.S. going to the World Cup, they would get a healthy amount of money. It's all about the rights. Yeah, every single MLS owner would get money. Yeah, based on the success or, or you know the the. Uh, any- it's like a trust. It's like a trust to help your investments. Yes. So uh, yeah, there's money to be made there, and there's yeah. money to be lost. You can't. <laughs> You can't you think, have all three think, of these positions. You think they care. You think so? I, I know, but like, the, look, this is uh, releasing that email was a shot across across the bow of that or the bow of that boat, and that's not. You can't. You, this this will not go down easy. This is not. Then again, like, you know, if I find out Sunil Galati's the judge on this thing, I'm like, <laughs> well, then there you go. You know, like I would not be surprised. What are these charges yeah. you're bringing towards Sunil Galati, yeah. who's AKA, a fine gentleman, <laughs> who's a great great man, aka me? Yeah. <laughs> Fine gentleman, <laughs> fine member of society, <laughs> Mr. Sunil Galati. Oh boy. Okay, so let's. Uh, so now that we figured out the conspiracy <laughs> theory, with, I mean, we, we have to dedicate an entire episodes to try to understand what Sakuya United Market. I does. look. At one time, I had insomnia, and I was just like, "Look, I'm just going to start reading." And I got into an SUM. Well, you must have really had insomnia. You were decided to read. Oh, but <laughs> you must have been. You must have also been hallucinating. No, no, no. You know what happened? <laughs> Ran out of chips. You know. So I'm like, what am I going to do now? Can't put on the TV, wake the wife up. So I had to just stare at my phone. And I'm like, well, let's figure out what these letters next to each other means. And I tried to figure out exactly what Soccer United Marketing is. And psh, I mean, nah, man. every website just went back to a page that said Red Rum. You know? <laughs> All right, uh, so let's get let's get uh, let's end this and talk to our our, our guest, yeah, Travis Irvine. Again, I can't wait to talk to him. It's going to be uh, quite exciting. I mean, we hope to have a conversation that we have not had yet. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely have not had it. You're about to hear it. We're about to have it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we'll get right to our conversation with Travis Irvine right after this. Hey, thank you so much for listening to The Cooligans. We just want to break in with a quick message from our sponsor. That's right. SeatGeek is sponsoring The Cooligans. Yeah, and that's SeatGeek.com and the app. You can get the app if you want to save some time if you don't have a desktop. It's totally cool. That's right. So if you want to get tickets for, like, you know, soccer games, you want to go to concerts, you know, at the MLS playoffs are... Are here. Oh my God, they're about to happen. About to happen. You're so. thinking to yourself, I need to get tickets for MLS games. I got the right place for you. If you've never been to SeatGeek, guess what? On your first purchase, if you put in the word Cooligans, you're going to get 20 bucks off. $20. $20 right there in your pocket. <laughs> That's right. What do you got? You only got $20 in your pocket? Guess what? Staying right there in your pocket. <laughs> you're not going anywhere. Nah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, make sure you use the promo code Cooligans and you will get 20, 20 bucks off. So it's a good deal. You got you to gotta take take... Take them up on that offer, and you'll be supporting the Cooligans while you do it. I mean, look, do you have another way that you get tickets? Well, why would you do that? It's going to cost you 20 bucks more. Oh, but it would make no sense. It makes no sense. Get yourself the... If you, and if you get the app, you can put in exactly what it is you're looking for. It tells you stuff that's around you. It's pretty good. That's right. And also, SeatGeek is the official ticket sponsor of MLS, so it's it's the best place to go. I mean, I, mean, I, I can't think of a reason not to use it. Neither can I. I mean, and also, you're helping the Cooligans. So <laughs> get out there, help the Cooligans. Go to SeatGeek.com or download the app. Yeah, baby, we're back. All right, so this is this is exciting because we. Why so, is this exciting, Christian? Because this it's there's a lot of drama in MLS right now. There's a and, lot of drama, and also, and last week 
we recorded the episode before the the Columbus Crew news came out. So right, we, we normally record on Tuesday, so we would have been able to talk about it, but yeah. we had to record Monday. Exactly. So, uh, so because of that, yeah, we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week when it when when it was hot. You know, this so was now a hot now, topic. Now we wait till it's till it's cooled off when nobody gives a and shit then, about it. And that's when we're like, aha! <laughs> then we bring you a hot take. Uh, but no, this is uh, this is exciting and and also uh, significant because. Obviously, us being in comedy and other comedians that are that, that we're friends with, we uh, there's in the comedy world. There's not too many uh, fans of MLS. No, there's not. So when we find one, oh boy, we get we get giddy. We attack. Oh no, yeah, that's right. We get giddy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, this is also someone who just I always you know I mean I've known this guy for a while, uh, and uh, you know always appreciate when you see someone on stage doing something really creative, and you know he's taking that. Venture into other worlds as well. Uh, still a very funny comic, but he does a bunch of other crazy stuff. Uh, you might have seen him on Viceland. He's got a, um, a dope comedy album, which I believe is called uh, Boy from Ohio. Okay. Comic yeah. from Ohio, I'm Ohio sorry. comic. He'll tell you himself. <laughs> How about this? Uh, and you know what's more important? He's a Columbus Crew SC fan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what better person to speak to on the subject of what's happening there? I don't think there's not much anything happening, but, you know, maybe there's something we can figure out to talk about. <laughs> sure. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, put your hands together for the one, the only, Travis Irvine. Travis, what's up, man? Hello, guys. Good to be with you. Ah, good to have you. So, first things first. Seems like everything's perfectly fine <laughs> over in uh, Columbus Crewland. Well, first off, let's uh, just say uh, we we bumped into Travis in uh, in Queens at City Field. At City Field, the home of NYCSA, <laughs> the new home. Yeah, the summer home. We summer. We summer in Queens. <laughs> uh, and uh, and it was, I was I was so happy to see him because uh, I hadn't seen you in a couple months. Yeah, and, me too. Uh, yeah, and I, the first thing I asked you when I saw you, I was just like, Travis, where you been? I don't know where you in Ohio, you in yeah. New York. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, I'm all over the place. I've been traveling a lot this year. Um, barely been in New York, really. Uh, been in Ohio a lot, but then also kind of all over the place. I did a, a comedy tour in Central America back in February and March, and I think that was the ultimate. Uh, that's when I watched the most soccer because it was on all the time on every single channel, and uh, it was so fun to the point where my Canadian comedian friends actually made fun of me for liking soccer too much. So no such thing. Yeah. Well, I also Canadians making fun of anybody for anything is just un- unruly. It should not be. Allowed. It's also very thought, un-Canadian. <laughs> I thought they were supposed to be polite. I was like, Hey, come on. Um, so you are, so just, a, a, just to preface a little bit on, on who you are, because you, we know you from stand-up comedy, but the last thing I knew that you were, working on or are part of was getting in to politics in in Ohio. You were like running for like city council and mayor and all this. You're, and you're again, you're a stand up comedian. This is a stand up comic we're talking about here. We yeah. shouldn't be allowed to drive. Never mind. <laughs> Run for politics. Well, to be fair, I don't drive. I don't have a license <laughs> or a car. Um, but fortunately, I, uh, you know, I kind of affiliate uh, with the uh, the libertarians. I'm like a libertarian because I kind of came from the left. But, um, yeah, I ran uh, for mayor of my hometown 10 years ago, actually, and uh, we made a documentary about it, and that's what's on uh, Amazon. It's called American Mayor, and it's about me running for mayor of uh, uh, my hometown, Bexley, which is a suburb on the east side of Columbus. So that is where I'm from. That's where I learned to love comedy, movies, and soccer. I thought Columbus was a suburb. (laughs) <laughs> hey there There hey, it is <laughs> hey. Yeah I like how it took Travis a second I'd be like 
Wait, does he not know or is he trying to offend us? <laughs> well, is, you said you grew up to love soccer. I'm sorry. So you were yeah. saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, in, the, in my suburb, it was um, it was definitely vital to play soccer to fit in with the other kids. So that's where, um, you know, that's where I grew up. And that's honestly why Columbus Crew is such a big part of uh, my life. It's the only sports team I've ever cared about because when I was 12 years old, uh, that's when we got um, – you know, MLS and Columbus was the first team, you know, uh, Columbus is a, it's a big test market capital of the United States. It's, uh, you know, 15th largest city at this point, but, um, you know, it's kind of a microcosm of the rest of the United States. So all the big corporations, all the big restaurants, all the fast food places, they test all their products in Columbus first to make sure it can work everywhere else. So and, Col- um, Columbus, yeah, is was, the, Columbus is the guinea pig of America. So I was going to say, uh, pre-court <laughs> has decided that, that you, soccer is not going to work in America. <laughs> yes. Uh, t- yeah. 20 years after we made it work, he's decided it's not going to work in America. So, what is um, w- speaking of Columbus crew for everyone listening who, you know, who lives under a rock or maybe isn't a big fan of MLS or doesn't follow a lot of MLS people on Twitter. You may not have heard that news has come out that uh, pre court, the owner uh, who recently bought the team a few years ago for at a higher value than what they were worth. Uh, looks like he put some uh, sort of paperwork together um, in the original deal and uh, has a deal kind of struck to essentially move it to Austin. It's not a done deal, but for all intents and purpose, it is. And uh, it looks like Columbus crew will be moving out of Columbus and Columbus will be losing their soccer team. Now, obviously a big passionate uh, reaction from the fan base, uh, from soccer fans all over the country, all over the world. What has it been like for you, a Columbus crew fan? Well, it was kind of surreal. I mean, I was actually in Columbus last week, um, you know, pretty much just doing what I usually do, comedy, politics, videos. And um, yeah, the announcement came out late on Monday and uh, it, it took, it took some processing, honestly. Um, my first instinct was I thought pre-court was just trying to use a little leverage on the power brokers and, and leaders of Columbus, you know, because essentially what I thought was that he just wanted a stadium uh, downtown. Um, and, you know, the power brokers and the landowners and there's people who could make that happen. But the more info uh, that came out and got released throughout the week, you realize he was actually asking for something that um, they had already tried to work on with them. He was actually not being as forthcoming uh, and as helpful as he could have been. And basically he was asking for something like you guys said, it's kind of impossible. And then it turns out that when he bought the team in the first place, he's always had this little uh, part in the contract there. You know, he was supposed to stay there for 10 years um, unless small loophole, if he moved the team to Austin, Texas. So uh, lo and behold, it does appear now that Mr. Precourt is just, um, well, he's kind of what a lot of people are saying he is. He's a, a trust fund baby who got his money from oil, uh, from his family's oil money. He's never worked in sports before. He's jumped in now. He got the cheapest team he could in Columbus, Ohio, and now he's looking to turn a buck on it because he sees what's happening in Atlanta and Seattle and Portland, and you know all that's amazing. Huge, huge fan bases, huge crowds showing up, but um, he's you know kind of forgotten. Uh, that uh, it all started in Columbus, you know, uh, and and you guys said this weekend, I think a lot of MLS teams and supporters group realized this and and made their uh, their voices heard on the issue, too, that, you know, if soccer didn't work in Columbus 20 years ago, it, it would never be what it is now in this country. So, 
the whole move kind of just, you know, is very soulless, very classless on Mr. Precourt's part. But, you know, um, I, I see a lot of things happening in Columbus now that there are people who do want to stop it. And, and, you know, it is on Columbus as well, you know, in a little way. I mean, I've done my part to bring friends to games and things like that. But, um, you know, our numbers uh, aren't as good as other teams right now. So, you know. Which is actually kind of- my point, which is a, a question of mine. Why why keep it there if, you know, what they're saying is true that Columbus is in the bottom three in most of the business metrics? Uh, you know, obviously, you know, you can watch the games and see that the stadium's not full. Um, clearly, it's a great place for U.S. and the men's national team, Dos Acero. I mean, it's probably the closest thing we have to a home field advantage as a men's national team uh, against playing Mexico. Are you playing ping pong in the background? <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm just playing a, a quick game of beer pong. Yeah. yeah. Well, if, if, if those things are true and it's in the bottom metrics, what is the point of keeping the team in Columbus? I mean, I want it to stay. I don't think it should be moved. But, you know, someone, you know, pre-court's looking at the numbers and saying, you know, Austin's the largest metro area without a professional sports team. And he thinks it could work. And I thought soccer would never work in the South. And look what happened in Atlanta. What's stopping pre-court from moving? Why? What? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? what is it that you have to say from the fan base of, of Columbus to get him to stay? Well, no, I, I think everyone's on the same page and on the issue that, you know, okay, we did build the first soccer-specific stadium in the country, in Columbus, Ohio. But uh, the plan that was used to build it, it put it on the, the Ohio State Fairgrounds, and that is not the best location. It's not downtown. And so, you know, I think the fans understand and, and Precord understands that if we could build a, a soccer-specific stadium, a nice updated one, because, you know, uh, in just 20 years, our first soccer-specific stadium is already outdated. Um, but if we move it downtown, I think that will increase, uh, you know, uh, attendance. It'll increase awareness. It'll it'll increase everything. And I think pre-court understands that. And I think the fans understand that. It's just the the logistics of making that happen. I think everybody is um has realized that you know the the stadium that we're in now has its its prime has come and gone. Uh, but it's you know it, it's not about moving it out of Columbus entirely. It's just moving it to a different location. So more people can attend. I think that's, I think that's the bigger issue because the fan base is there. It's like you said, U.S. Men's National Team; like those games sell out, no problem. Um, MLS Cup 2015, where the crew uh, kind of got screwed by a weird <laughs> referee call, the ball going out of bounds, and uh, but yeah. no one called it, and that's how we lost. I mean, that stadium was full too. So fans show up when there's, you know, big things to show up for. Um, you know, it's just, I think, a matter of making sure it's an easy place for them to get to. And also, you know, uh, then we don't have to compete with things like the, the tractor pull or whatever the hell's going on in the Ohio State Fairgrounds. Because <laughs> that's that's literally why we can't have October home games is because there's some big uh, horse pull or something like that. But, <laughs> what? Yeah, what is it's that? Very, it's very bizarre. And, and everyone within the crew fan base and ownership and players and everybody hates it. But yeah, that's why we had to have our last home game in September. Cause come October, it's all about Ohio state Buckeye football and, uh, and, uh, horse pulls apparently. <laughs> so. Horse pulls. Well, this, yeah. th- this is what seems odd, uh, with this whole situation, at least to me, because 
Horse pulls? Horse pulls. <laughs> yeah. uh, finally, that, that creeped up to the top of the list. Of what's, <laughs> yeah, that made it. That made it to the top. <laughs> what seems odd. No, but what what is uh, with all the way this news came out, and especially that that clause that Precourt had uh, in his contract uh, to be able to move the team, kind of suggests that from the beginning there is a possibility that as soon as he got the team, that he didn't want it to succeed and. Therefore, we are here where we are now, where there's less people attending. And, and, you know, you can complain about business metrics when you also don't try to improve them since, you know, from uh, from the inception of like, you know, owning the team. So it, it almost seems like he he's he was there kind of sabotaging the, the, the thing to begin with. You know, it's almost like if someone is going to quit a job, but they're going to quit the job in six months, but they tell their boss, hey, I'm going to quit in six months. Why would the next six months be a good experience? You get, you're going to just you're just going to presume that you mean every PSG manager ever. <laughs> <laughs> so it, 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 like what I'm essentially asking, like how much responsibility do you think should be placed on you know the 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 fans pre-court mls because obviously with all the history with all the history that columbus has provided to the league and and essentially the foundation for where we are now uh what do you think the mls like that the fan you think the fans should pressure mls should they pressure pre-court uh what do you think is the best uh you know move going forward well, I mean, it, it's kind of hard to say, I guess, you know, if you look at when Precourt came in, I do think, you know, although it's an unpopular thing to do right now in defending him, um, I do think he poured money into, I mean, the stadium and updating it. Well, the um, new logo, too. and the new Yeah, the rebrand, um, the uh, bringing in more DPs. We finally have in our first time in the Columbus Crews history, we have three DPs on the roster. Um you know, all making a million, and, and then Pedro Santos just got a two point five million dollar deal. So he's put money into the team and into the facilities. And you have all those and Camaras, right? We had all Kai, the Camaras. Kai <laughs> leaves, Ola comes <laughs> in, Ola goes away. You got goodbye Camara. You got them all. All kinds of Camaras. Um, yeah, it's uh, they're tremendous, tremendous Camaras, incredible Camaras, <laughs> um, best Camaras in the league, <laughs> best Camaras, all the best. So. You know, I, I think the investments have been there. And, um, and yeah, again, the rebrand ties into uh, uh, bringing more people to the stadium and things like that, making it a cool, fun thing to do on the weekends. Um, so I think that's actually all been there. Um, I do think, you know, there's a great article in the Columbus Dispatch uh, that came out this week on this um, called uh, Crew Relocation is a Cowardly Move by Michael Arachi. Um, he's a, a sports reporter there in, in Columbus. And I think he's really nailed us on the head because even with these improvements that Precourt has invested, you know, it's not a, a ton of, especially for him, it's not a ton of money. So you do have to wonder how far he was really pushing this to make this a success. Um, I don't know. I can't necessarily comment on, on to Christian's point and whether he was kind of trying to self-sabotage the entire time. But certainly in the last week, good Lord, he's definitely self-sabotaged. <laughs> he waited he waited until all the, the, the tickets, the, the, the season ticket yeah. holders, it was the deadline. So after the deadline for them to buy their season tickets for next year, then he announced that the team, you know, that it could be their last year. Uh, and then they, they announced there's no refunds. I mean, it's just uh, – and then, of course, you know, we're on this nine-game uh, unbeaten streak. To be fair, we're still unbeaten going into the playoffs. Um, but, you know, talk about taking the wind out of the sails out of everybody for a little bit there. You know, he couldn't have waited till January next year. I don't know. 
I, it just seems like it's tough because I think probably if you if he is going to move it and MLS has you know the rights to the Austin names and, and the logos and and the you know the trademarks or whatnot and it seems like all things are go to move to Austin besides I guess the public financing I think the mayor of Austin came out and said we would love to have an MLS team you're not going to get public financing if that's the case and they do move it. What about that other option of the name remaining with Columbus until uh, another owner is found? Because, you know, when when everyone's talking about the 28 teams, there wasn't this sort of, um, you know, uh, you know, dearth left available in Columbus. There is an opportunity that maybe Columbus can get their team back. And there was that group of um, business owners, local business owners that wanted to buy it that he denied. Uh, Is that a potential? Do you think that's a potential? Has anyone mentioned that um, in, in some of the stuff you've read? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of solutions uh, being thrown around. I mean, the business owners in Columbus, I think, only um, offered to buy half of the team. Um, and, I mean, I don't know. It, it is interesting. I did another podcast called Aces Radio in Columbus. Um, last yeah, we're going to edit that out. We ain't promoting nobody else. I'm kidding. Go <laughs> okay. ahead. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, they, uh, they're, it's a three-hour podcast, so don't worry. No one listens to it anyway. Um, <laughs> well, our podcast is sometimes three hours. Yeah. So, and, and, also, okay. no, and also no one listens. Also, no one listens to it. So. <laughs> oh, great, great. Well, um, yeah, you know, it's there's a lot of different ideas. I mean, one idea is that, yeah, if you had pressured, if, this, if the city power brokers and leaders and landowners had kind of gotten this guy pre-court his land, then you would have kind of called this bluff in a way. If, if he was trying to self-sabotage the whole thing, uh, it would have been the perfect move. Just would have been like, well, here's your property downtown. Now build your stadium. And at that point, he's got to do it. So instead, they went and tried this whole, yeah, buy half of the team um, strategy. And, of course, that didn't work. So, um, I, I mean, I don't know what the strategy is going forward to save the crew. I know everybody is really on board um all the fans are really pushing it and there's certain city leaders and uh and people like that who who understand the value of having the team there so they're going to try to do what they can but um you know um i don't know there's there's a lot of different ideas Uh, is the final is there any chance that like that pre-court's hand can be for he can't be forced to not move, I, I I assume that's the case. But is 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 that a thing that like that that the fans are trying to uh, essentially trying to like I don't know guilt him into staying, like just uh, making him just feel so so. That'd be great. Oh, so you're just gonna move? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, get, I, get my mom yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's. Um, I mean, well, <laughs> there are a lot of pictures of you know. I mean, Crew Academy. I mean, we got hundreds of kids and coming up in the in the Crew Academy, their training program. Um, yeah, I mean, and you know, I went to the first game when I was a kid, so I don't know. Take some pictures of some sad kids in Columbus. <laughs> honestly, those those are the majority of the the people who attend the Crew games, and that's you know, I mean, that isn't. It's kind of a bummer for me to think about too, the fact that I, you know, uh, hopefully have a kid someday, and but then I can't take him to a Columbus Crew game. That's a very weird uh, thing. You could. It's um, just going to be so expensive to fly him to Austin. I know. I just. I don't think I'll be. I'll be able to afford it. But. Um, but you know, no. I. I think it, honestly, it's not just the fans though. It's nationwide. You see all these soccer commentators, Alexi Lalas, Ian Hark, uh, commenting. You know, they're all chiming in. I think everyone understands what Columbus, Ohio means to U.S. soccer uh, on a national level and uh, for their international reputation. I mean, you know, Dosa Cero happened in Columbus because, yeah, like you said, 
they used to try to play Mexico in like the Rose Bowl in, in LA and it would just fill up with Mexico fans. You know, at least in Columbus, you had a home field advantage. They also had uh, some of the most famous doceseros where it was like freezing outside. Um, and, you know, the Mexico players, like they couldn't handle the, the cold temperatures. I mean, Columbus is just, again, it's a, it's a pillar of, um, of U.S. soccer. And it's weird to think about here we are in a month where the U.S. soccer team failed to qualify for the World Cup. And that should be the big story in U.S. soccer right now. And instead, Anthony Precourt has somehow managed to make himself the most hated man in U.S. soccer. <laughs> yeah. Michael, Bra- Michael Bradley and Bruce Arena are like, thank you, bro. Yeah. Sunil, thank, Ga- yeah. Sunil Galati's like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Oh, needed <laughs> Just that. Like, yeah, Sunil's job is safe thanks to pre-court right now. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I was in uh, in Columbus for in 2013. I was doing that. that I've never been, yeah. That uh, bike tour. I, I did a comedy bike tour where I went from Cincinnati to, to Cleveland. That's right, with uh, Dean Masello yeah. and Max. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And Adam Sokol. And, and while we were in Columbus, uh, we were doing a show during a U.S. national team game, uh, and luckily there were there were people watching the show. But we were in this uh, bar and that had, they had a, th- a small theater. I forgot the name of the place, but it had a small theater and it had a, a bar area. And every punchline, it was you were trying to do a joke and you would hear ah! just a giant screams. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was the first time I saw. That love for the national team, especially in Columbus, because it wasn't just in that one particular bar. The entire city was uh, just uh, up for uh, just supporting soccer. And I didn't realize it uh, at the time. So it it, 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 you're right. It does mean so much more than just, uh, you know, an MLS team leaving uh, because it, it is. A staple. Uh, Columbus is a, a staple for soccer in, in, in the U.S. What about how far is it from Cincinnati? Uh, it's about an hour and a half uh, north from Cincinnati. Um, that is an interesting uh, thing to think about, though, is that perhaps Columbus was just the perfect focal point for all these other soccer cities to get to. Cincinnati, Indianapolis, of course, University of Indiana, or uh, Indiana University used to be uh, one of the biggest uh, soccer producer schools. Um, Akron, obviously, Akron Zips is Caleb Porter's old uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, Scott and uh, uh, had Will Trapp, had what's Charlie his uh, Nagby, the coach? I can't remember. You said Caleb Porter. Caleb I'm sorry. Yeah, you did say Caleb yeah, Porter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that whole area, um, you know, and, and of course Cleveland, uh, in Detroit, and Pittsburgh. I mean, all these places have big soccer fan bases. I mean, Detroit was one of the best, uh, I think, attended stadiums in the '94 World Cup. Uh, when uh, the U.S. hosted it. so What about FC Cincinnati? Of, what if they're the ones that come up and Columbus is gone? Do you think a lot of those Columbus crew fans can support FC Cincinnati? Yeah, well, that's why that, that is, uh, gets to what I was trying to get to, is that you know if Columbus disappears, maybe these folks should just go back to supporting the soccer they have in, in their towns. And you know, if Detroit gets a team and Cincinnati gets a team and they're getting 30,000 uh, people, I think that's, you know, that's good for soccer. But yeah, it's also like, Sure, those people probably would not do the drive down to Columbus anymore now that they have their own MLS team to root for. So um, I, I mean, think it's all. It, it, it's just a, it would be a, a shame. To, it would know, be a shame to not have those, you know, derby matches uh, between Cincinnati and, and Columbus in MLS. It just What's that, the road to hell or something like that? Yeah, well, there's <laughs> I don't know if Christian saw it on his, on his bike ride because you probably couldn't ride uh, on the uh, highways, but yeah, on 71 uh, South going down to Cincinnati from Columbus, there's a giant billboard that has been there for decades that says uh, hell is real. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always always been there. I don't know who owns that property or who owns that billboard. Anthony Precourt owns that billboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Precourt. Long game. He's been playing. <laughs> That'd be a great place to put the stadium. It's right next door to the giant hell is real sign. <laughs> and then on the other side, it had the Ten Commandments. So that, uh, yeah, that signed as a staple of 71 uh, driving culture, <laughs> basically. Oh, boy. Well, I know that's what they call the derby between, uh, you know, the St. Columbus and Cincinnati. It seems like it's, you know, fun. You know, every news of soccer coming out of uh, Ohio was positive up until this. And like you said, this is a, as big a deal as it is. Be, and it knocked out or knocked off uh, Sunil Galati and the men's national team not making it to a World Cup for the first time in 30 years off essentially the front page, if you will. So hopefully this gets solved. Hopefully this gets taken care of. I don't know what there is, but maybe if, if the team does leave, maybe this opens up an opportunity for a lower level um, team to start up in that stadium. And, you know, you get the same culture that you have down in Cincinnati or Detroit and you can build something from scratch. And if the MLS ever changes its rules, maybe that's the way you get back up. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going to happen. But it seems like this Austin move is going to happen, whether everyone likes it or not. Well, it, it's still hard to say. I mean, they 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 are laying down the groundwork, honestly, for a team in Austin. And that's good. But that doesn't necessarily mean it, it is going to be the crew. I, th- I think we still have a lot more um, scenarios to see how they play out. You know, um, I think this game on um, – Thursday is going to be definitely interesting. This kind of is uh, symbolic in a way, this Atlanta versus Columbus, because even Don Garber is, you can kind of tell who Don Garber is rooting for already, considering he's <laughs> tweeted he, uh, congratulations to Atlanta for their ground, uh, their uh, their crowd of 71,000. Um, he also, they announced they're going to have the uh, All-Star game. MLS yeah. All-Star game, of course, uh, before the game on Thursday to really rev people up. So I can kind of tell who Don Garber's rooting for. <laughs> maybe maybe the crew fans shouldn't have uh, booed him so so much in uh, 2015 after the uh, MLS Cup, after we lost that, again, very scandalous MLS Cup, uh, December 2015. I think the fans booed Garber pretty harsh. So maybe maybe that kind of stuck in his craw a little bit. But, you know, this this is a representative of where we are, Atlanta versus Columbus. It's the old school versus the new school. So um, I think even just this game, um, we'll see how this plays out. But down the uh, down the road, I, I think some I think Columbus is going to be fine. I, I want to say that um, that somehow something's going to work out. But I guess I guess I don't know if nothing else. It's really awesome to see all the support, though, from all the other teams. You know, thank goodness. Again, you know, there's so many cool new teams and new fans in MLS, but at least some people know where this league started and where it came from. And uh, Columbus is absolutely vital to that. Awesome. Very much agreed. Yeah. I don't think we could have put it any better. Well, dude, I mean, you know, I hope everything works out. Um, obviously, you know, we talked about it up front. Comic, you do a bunch of other stuff. Where can people find um, all the things you do? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter, Travis Irvine, USA. Uh, because all the other Travis Irvines are Canadian, apparently. <laughs> so I got uh, I got that one, and I will be tweeting about soccer and uh, comedy. Uh, I'll be touring around. I'm in D.C. this week, uh, New York, and Ohio the next uh, coming weeks. And, uh, yeah, check out my uh, comedy album, Guy from Ohio. It's on uh, iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon. And, uh, yeah, you know what? If anyone out there is interested in running for office, maybe you could run for mayor of Columbus and save the Columbus crew. Uh, my documentary, American Mayor, uh, is on Amazon Prime. You can watch it there. 
All oh, right, awesome, Travis. Thank you so much. I, I, you know what, and I also hope this, uh, this, this conversation provided to some support for our our friend Ty Yoder, who's a, a big Columbus Crew fan, huge Columbus Crew fan, and uh, yeah, he was a, one of our like day one uh, very early listeners. Yeah. And made us a uh, like a really easy. He does a lot of woodworking. He made us a like a beer uh, beer opener, mm-hmm. uh, bottle opener for for our studio, which is really awesome. So I'm sure he's grateful for uh, for you, Travis, and all the work you're doing. <laughs> Well, that's perfect. Tyler, see, that's perfect. Tyler's the perfect representation of a Columbus fan. He's your guys' number one fan. Uh, <laughs> and he was, you know, Columbus Crew is the number one team in MLS. Yeah, he so. actually says he's moving to Austin, so he hopes the team goes with him. No, I'm kidding. He didn't what say the that. Hell, Tyler? Yeah. Everything switched. Tyler. Ty <laughs> uh, Travis, thank you so much for hopping on, man. You are great, man. Yeah, and everybody listening, definitely go check out Travis. He's a hilarious comic. Uh, and, and again, there's in, in the comedy world, there aren't too many, uh, you know, hardcore MLS fans, and Travis is one of them. So if you're and a we fan might be of, down one if the team moves, so please, <laughs> so if you're a fan of comedy and you're a fan of soccer, go support Travis Irvine. Travis, thank you so much, man. Thank you, dude. Thank, thanks so much for having me on, guys. All right, fans, we'll be right back after this. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We just wanted to break in real quick and ask you to do us a huge favor. Yeah, all we want all we want you to do is just uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is the, oh, man. That's the big... Look, we're working... We work very hard on this podcast. We're also making a, a very concerted effort to put out some more video content for you guys. And we want to get some people li- uh, watching those videos as well. Yeah, I mean, right now, you got about like 30 more seconds before the second segment comes up. So I beg you, if you're on your phone, you can do other stuff while you're listening to this podcast. Why don't you click on YouTube? the YouTube app. Why don't you put in soccer cooligans and just hit that subscribe button. And if you can hit that little bell, that notification lets you know every time we put up a video, we're working really hard to give you guys at least one video a week. We have a video right now that's called FIFA the news that we're playing FIFA and we're seeing, we're having that predict the biggest match. And we're talking about a lot of stuff that's happening on the news in the video. And there's a lot of cool editing that's involved. It takes a long time, but it's really, really funny. Exactly. So uh, look, we're doing a lot of work. We want just a little bit of validation. A little, yeah, that's little, it. Just a little bit. Is that that hard? <laughs> Come on. We're, so we're just two, two little comedians. <laughs> yeah. Want a little like? Too poor. I would like some more, please. <laughs> yeah. Some more followers and subscribers on our YouTube. So yeah. if you can, hit the like button, comment on some of the videos if you can. At the very minimum, hit the subscribe and maybe even share it with your friends. It would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, baby. Welcome back. Oh, uh, thank what you, a great Tra- interview. Thank you, Travis, uh, for, for joining us. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, uh, I don't think there are any, uh, you know, uh, steadfast answers that, that will solve everything. There's not one thing that can happen. Uh, but, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, he doesn't move the team or if he does. You know, maybe there's a way that they can, uh, you know, restart again in Columbus. I say we have like a just straight up Occupy Wall Street style pre-court at like at his house. Just go right to his crib. Just, just protest. Just set up tents and camps yeah. right outside his home. Imagine he's like really sweet and like brings out like a, like camping gear and stuff. And he's like, does anyone need more iced tea? And we're like, Ugh. I got cookies for everybody. Yeah. I baked them myself. <laughs> I made them. <laughs> anybody? Uh, anybody want barbecue? Never mind. It's from Austin. Yeah. I mean, look, what a, what a shit position to be in, you know? Also, it sucks for Austin. Why? Like, cause maybe they want a soccer team and they're like, oh, this is not the right way to do it. You oh, know? Okay. Yeah. They're they kind get, of being cast as the villains for no reason. Yeah. They get like, uh, you know, getting like a, a, a sullied, new team you know right 
Right, 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 right. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's not the way they want. It. Maybe they want to do. There's like a rescue puppy, but like a lot of problems, you know. And they're like, "This is not what I wanted." You know, what I mean, I want to go for a walk. I want a lady to be like, "Hey, look at that dog." I'd be like, "I know, you should come back to my place." I don't want like. <laughs> oh, look at that dog! Oh my god, it just shit on your shoes. I'm so sorry. It just reminded me, just, which is a just a very sad thing. Our 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 friend. I don't know if you know Julia Rossi very well. Of course. Yeah. So our our comedian friend Julia Rossi, she uh, got a dog. And and it was very sweet. She was very happy about the dog, and and she rescued the dog. Uh huh. And then it turned out it was like it was really sick. Really, it had like tumors and all this other stuff. And like now, now I don't know if she like sorted it out. I don't know if you like returned the dog or like because like you were you were sold a lemon. I mean, you should. I mean, I don't want to call a dog a lemon, but that's. I mean, it is. <laughs> you know, well, she rescued it. You she, can't return a rescue. Yeah, you can't bring a woman back into a burning building after you <laughs> save her. I'm like, yeah, it turns out she's a real bitch. <laughs> so, but it was just yeah. that reminded me of that and it was just very sad. Just that like, is sad. You don't know, but yeah. think about how less costly a dog <laughs> replacement will be. <laughs> Anyway, I don't even want this. I also, is, if you know, if you go back, I'm going to probably put this in the video, but if you go back, you stuttered a bit there when you were talking and you said, arf, arf, arf. And what you were talking about was a sick dog. So I, I've been laughing in my own head for about two minutes because I know what's been going on. Oh, boy. That is perfect. It's, I feel like I could jiggle a set of keys in front of you and you'd be entertained. <laughs> oh, That's man. Can. can we do that? <laughs> That's perfect how that worked out. Uh, dog's dying. Arf, arf, arf. <laughs> anyway... Decision day. <laughs> Decision day. Uh, Are we going to put that dog down? <laughs> that's not the decision that we're making. Decision. I'm, uh, the decision, decision. I think I'm. Gonna, are we going to put Alexis down? That's, <laughs> that's really the, the, the decision we have to My make. My ego won't let me. Won't, <laughs> won't let me care. So uh, we'll we'll talk about uh, the the uh, little a little playoff preview right after after we talk about the games because the games decision day was fire. It was. Every, you know, I'm. When they decided to start doing these things, which I think when actually, they decided to do decision day, <laughs> yeah, when they decided <laughs> when today's decision day on what we're gonna do, like, like how about we have a decision day? Is what we're doing right now? No, no, no. This like is, in the game, this is decision day for if we're doing decision yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, are we deciding on doing decision day right now? In decision day, <laughs> you know what? I'm very indecisive. About, this is I, let's this this is the national holiday indecision day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't decide. Uh, so. When they decided to have a day where all the games would be played at the same time, which I think coincided with that Aguero thing, because that was such a big deal. Okay. Um, I don't think they could have expected it to turn out this perfect. Yeah. Teams going up, teams going down. Uh, Matt Doyle tweeted out a thing where team, like... Team 69. <laughs> the one is up, one is down. Who's, who's, whose team starts? Where does the other team end? Well, Nobody knows. Well, my favorite thing... <laughs> so stupid. My favorite thing of uh, of the over the weekend, Atlanta. <laughs> it's just dumb. I, why are you guys still listening? It's your oh fault. This okay. is not your fault. Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta against Toronto. That game uh, had a lot of implications, and we'll start with that one. Uh, but because of uh, the, the record for most points in a season, <laughs> which by Toronto Football Club, yeah, was sixty nine points. Sixty nine. <laughs> and ever well, what I loved after uh, Toronto see that from their Twitter account, they posted uh, 
break nice the record. They got the little maple leaves in the in the hole for the well, right. other, uh, with the six and the nine. Yeah, and all the all the tweets under it. Every reply was nice. Nice. Oh, <laughs> nice. Except one guy put uh, Tyler Adams for MVP, and then oh, no, everyone for, else was like, "No, for USMNT." Oh, that's right, for USMNT, and everyone else was like, "Nice, nice." And someone put like, "Come on, Steve," because he fucked it up. Uh, yeah, I added that to the article, which maybe is out by the time you're hearing oh, this. Right, maybe it'll yeah. never come out, but I did put that in there. Uh, yeah, so Toronto. The highest scoring team in MLS history, <laughs> score yeah. sixty nine. Yeah, congrats uh, to the. I mean, a, a team that I mean for for a long time were not very atrocious. It was very very bad. They, you know, they they started the whole supporter culture because you know Seattle and, and some of those other guys and Portland and and certainly Atlanta weren't or a part of the, of the league yet. Yeah. So the first, I remember the first big like, oh, I think I want to be a part of that if I live there. It was Toronto. You know, they had the great, they used to throw the streamers when everyone was taking corners and stuff. It was like, everything seemed like it was so much fun and dope. And I was like, man, I, w- I would love to be a part of that one day. So it's cool that, you know, I have a a, a, a team that I could root for that has, you know, as, as strong a supporter culture as they did there. But the, the shame was they sucked. They had this great supporter culture and the team sucked. Well, that's completely changed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, why, what a... Just a rise from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, look the last couple. Uh, the last couple years, uh, they've been especially since Jovinko got there, without a yeah. doubt. They have just been one of the more uh, dangerous teams. I mean, last uh, season they finished, I think, what third or fourth in third or fourth place. Well, and and Jovinko was injured for for a good part of it. Yeah. But, but, you know, the thing was, remember, like, a year or two ago, they were like, oh, they were just Javinko and Bradley and and uh, Josie. They've they've really figured out this whole system of, and yeah. this whole cap. They, they have a strong team. Man, they're so deep. Their back line is incredible. They are deep, 69. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so much depth. <laughs> so, but they, uh, what, uh, yeah, especially seeing guys like, especially Justin Morrow, who this season just exploded. I mean, he was just, yeah. he was incredible. Oh, he exploded in that 69. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's we, not going to stop. If, if you thought it was. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's the joke shouldn't have even started, but <laughs> it was your fault. It, but it was impossible to avoid, wasn't? Yes, because of Toronto's, uh, you know, getting sixty nine yeah, points. Yeah. It was gonna happen. Some are going up, some are going down. <laughs> um, it, I, I love the fact that they went out and got guys like Vasquez, and and they have all their youth products are turning out to be really strong. Yeah, Toronto's great, but we have to talk about this game in particular, but because th- this game had uh, playoff implications yes. across the board. Yes, and. What Toronto obviously it didn't matter what what they did, but a lot of people were suggesting that because Toronto had no, nothing to really play for outside of the the, the points record, right? That they were going to start a soft team. Yes, and they uh, did not or a weak team. I shouldn't say so. Well, I guess they're both offensive, so who cares? <laughs> why to interrupt you? But yes, they did. No, their starters played. And uh, oh boy, I, did they! <laughs> but they also, I know they they had a little bit of the mentality like oh Atlanta again Atlanta. Ever since Mercedes Benz and all these seventy breaking record breaking attendance records, yeah, they wanted to go in and be like, "Yeah, we don't care about that." Yeah, I okay. ain't worried about all that. Yeah, because because we got sixty nine points, yeah. not you. <laughs> I'm here to sixty nine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they didn't they didn't care about any of that. And what I loved about it too is that. You know, you never want to go to a team that you might be playing in the playoffs and play soft, and you know, you don't want to give them the confidence that they can beat you. Yeah, and there were a, a lot of great moments, especially 
about being soft per se. I mean, and when we were uh, at, uh, at when we were in Atlanta and we did the show and we were talking to Julian Gressel, I had, I did mention about how that part of his game. It is very like obviously his his strength and he is kind of like yeah which is you know like he doesn't look like he is as strong as he plays yes for sure. but there was a great moment uh, during the, <laughs> during the game him with and Josie him right? and Josie going for a ball shoulder to shoulder yeah and and Gressel Ju- don't play that Julian Gressel did what he does yeah and bodied Josie Altador the the most hated man in America yeah, yeah. <laughs> Josie Altador and put him put him on his ass yeah dude he really took it to him and what I like about it too is that the way Josie bodied uh Parkhurst for that goal oh yeah is similar to this Gressel's like watch what I can do but this is that for for most people for most uh center backs that that Josie goes up against it's not. It's not a fair fight. You no, know, he's a big. Joe's a big guy. He's a big guy. If it's not Kendall Waston, Garden, yeah, Josie, or Roman Torres, yeah, the, the, everyone yeah. who scored against America, <laughs> yeah, have, yeah, they're gonna have a tough time. Yeah, uh, but but with Julian Gressel, again, you don't really, you, you don't really. He he seems like a guy who's like he seems smaller, smaller than he or is. Or also, he's a rookie, so maybe he'll be like a little bit worried. Yeah, but or, or but you know, I'm realizing this this German man is. Is dense. Yeah, oh yeah. He yeah, must yeah. have. He just, okay. He's very German. He's very over engineered. <laughs> but yeah, look, this game was wild. And Atlanta. It ended up being a draw, but this is like what we, or a tie, whatever you want to call it. But this is what we always talk about, like how exciting some ties could be. This was it. And, and the, the biggest disappointment in Decision Day is that we can't watch the games. Yeah, we you couldn't only, watch them all. You can only yeah. watch one game, right? Yeah. We're, if you go to a game, you're not watching the other game. Yeah. You're looking at the scores. You got to not go to the game. So <laughs> Columbus will be able to watch it in a year or two. So the we were in City Field watching the NYCFC against Columbus game. And if if NYCFC wins this game, yeah, they 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 secure the second seed, which gives them the first round break. Uh, first round bye. But uh, and this must have been happening uh, for everybody uh, at every stadium uh, where there was an MLS match. Uh, you're you're watching the game live, but you're also staring at your phone. Yeah, and like I remember at one point somebody yelled right towards the end of the game, "Toronto drew yeah, even." Yeah, yeah, yeah they some, equalized. So yeah, as soon as uh, like so we were we were all kept abreast. Yeah, of, yeah. of where of what mm. the scores were. <laughs> nice uh, yeah. of what the scores were uh, at the other games, and that was awesome because it was like we're watching the, the the NYCFC game against Columbus was very similar to the Atlanta Toronto game where it was just like this back and forth and it was yeah, pretty intense. And both teams wanted to win because especially these four teams, which were if any of them win and the other ones lose or lose. But like for the most part, if you win, you jumped up to second for the most part. Yeah. And which gives you that break, which you want and home. You get to play at home. So, I mean, and every team played, uh, you know, with that kind of uh, uh, they knew what was at stake. Yeah, that mentality for sure. So. Look, uh, first goal from from for Atlanta the, for, off the penalty after after the handball, pretty clear. Uh, then right, jo- a couple great Drew, moments. Drew Moore with a wonderful pass to Josie. Josie just mushing people out of the way. It's, yeah, yeah, and, and I guess uh, I don't know if I know Parker's left the game, but I don't know if he was particularly injured. Well, he's a game time decision, so it looks like he was. So something might have happened during that play because I know he he got. I feel like he got pushed off a little too easily. So it, it, yeah, must, something must have happened. Yeah. You're right. So. Uh, but Josie scores that goal, and 
he get he gets some beers thrown at him. Yeah. Well, he tried to headbutt the beer. Yeah, which is very interesting. Very odd. I'm not sure I why you would ever do that. Wouldn't suggest that, Josie. <laughs> you gonna there's if it, if there's a projectile coming at you, you know, you know, don't the, use the forehead. The, you know, uh, Secret Service doesn't uh, <laughs> try to use their forehead to to, to knock the <laughs> yeah. bullet away. <laughs> yeah. God, you see that he headed that bullet right down. <laughs> it's not a good idea. Right into the ground. Good technique. <laughs> but what I love about it is, you know, who else didn't want him to head that beer? Gio, Gio was like, don't ruin that beer, dog. That's good beer right there. <laughs> yeah, he did a keg stand right on there. <laughs> yeah, Gio picks it up and finishes the beer. Yeah, just Sebastian Jovinko picks up the, the the cup and starts drinking the beer, which is, I mean, highly gross, right? It's pretty disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> no way. Re- Not no. only was it on someone else's mouth, but then it hit the ground. <laughs> so the the the, the it, it just screamed like. Yo, I don't give a shit how fancy this place is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. I'm, I'm here. Drinking to, all your beer. This is a what? Is this a dive bar? That's, yeah, that's what yeah, I see out yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was like that real, like slight, like yeah. uh, Italian disrespect. Yeah. He's like, yo, I'm gonna pee on everything but the toilet in yeah, here. Yeah. Just, saying, <laughs> just saying nothing. <laughs> this backyard y'all got here. <laughs> real cute. Real yeah, cute. This is nice. It's cute. This whole thing you do. But then not only does he drink that beer, but apparently it gave him superpowers <laughs> because then he hits one of the most beautiful free kicks I've ever seen. Well, no, that wasn't what came after because it was the goal from Joseph Martinez which is another well that's right Joseph Martinez scored after that uh, spectacular just like he he's a guy that is I don't know so he we, we talk about uh, his movement in the box and they're definitely seeing him seeing mm. him <laughs> this soccer this is this is this could be it should be like a a, a, a love line like yeah, a late, late night late this night. is a late night podcast right here <laughs> I hope you're listening at night we have a caller from Venezuela <laughs> it's Joseph Martinez <laughs> So he wants to slide it in your bottom corner (laughs) and then stare at you. (laughs) So he, uh, again, a brilliant movement. He's a guy, uh, he's one of these dudes that you, you take a a second, you, your eyes are off him for a second and he is exactly where he needs to be. And, and the teammates know exactly where, where to place the ball for him. Uh, he, and for the most part, you would think like he's a short guy He's not gonna like you know. He even does it with headers. He can. He's his ups are crazy. Yeah, he's got he skies for but, sure. But this goal, great movement, and uh, and just uh, and, and puts it past uh, puts it past the keeper, and but yes, Sebastian Jovinko, eighty third minute, just what is happening? Hey, look, there's Guzan did everything he could possibly do to stop that, and there was nothing stopping it. If you missed it, it was uh, sort of um, just to the left of goal, maybe back about what 20, 20 yards, maybe. I mean, it seemed about at least like twenty five yards away from. Yeah, him. so let's just say twenty five yards. Yeah, it seems yeah. about right. Yeah, um, and he just you know takes what two steps, kicks it, and it just rainbows like a sharp like a sharp shot. But it curving down, dude. He literally had, just tucks right under that that the crossbar his protractor out there, <laughs> yeah. getting the correct angle. He's it, pulling up plastic leaves and watching <laughs> them, <laughs> watching them blow in the wind. Just surreal! How great and perfect of a free kick that was. It, it was one of those, dude. It doesn't matter what team you support. You got to be like, yeah. I mean, bra- Atlanta, bravo! You sir. saw the Atlanta United fans. They're like. Look, I'm not even saying nothing, but <laughs> that was pretty dope. But I'm not gonna say nothing. Yeah, there was that great still uh, that Toronto FC retweeted of <laughs> like two ladies. You know, the two ladies went after. <laughs> we gotta find out who these women are. It was, yeah. it was just a great moment. That was a great moment <laughs> of just uh, yeah. It's just like when you're when you what was it when you're when you get scored on in the like 
in the, 80 something, 80 something minute, yeah. or whatever. But yeah, how excited. You know, Atlanta, they're like, yo, we're getting a first round bye. Yeah. They're, they're ready to go. Nah, and, son. Javinko's like, yo, unpack them bags real quick. <laughs> heartbreak. A little, a little bit of heartbreak because now Atlanta. Uh, and this is a draw. This is a tie. Like, this is what we talk about. Like, this Correct. game has so much excitement. Yeah. But that, look. But that also secured, along with the NYCFC win, secured NYCFC's oh, wait, draw. NYCFC sorry. Drew I'm sorry. NYCFC's draw that's to help secure that that uh, second position. Yeah, because we realized as soon as Toronto scored, we didn't need to Wait. chase that third goal. Yeah, we could stop at the two two. Although we almost got one. Yeah, that was a David Villa getting a penalty, which he a, never misses. <laughs> another exciting game. Yeah, this was being so. By the way, we talked a little bit about City Field. Yes. It was awesome. It was great. NYCFC. I would love if they played more games at City Field. City Field. Uh, I mean, look, if there's a baseball stadium in your town, we're, we're coming to play in it. NYCFC is heading over there. Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, also, soccer specific what? Yeah, nah, nah son. Nah, I don't even know what's NYCFC's there. next home game is at Camden Yards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every, you every, missed a free kick. It's going off, or, off, off the Big Green Monster. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, New England Revolution should head over to, uh, to Fenway. Give it a try, guys. <laughs> you know they actually did. There was an NWSL game at, at Fenway Park once. Yeah, that's right. And they played the. Uh, they didn't even cover the the baseball, uh, the dirt. So they yeah. played only in the grass, and it was. It, it looked like they were playing it across uh, a uh, five aside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a five aside pitch with with twenty two women on the on That's the field. Hilarious. It was a nightmare. They're all just kicking the ball, staying because <laughs> come on, move, you move, oh, move, you move. It's my spot. Yeah. yeah, it's like a packed subway cart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the ball being nutmegged in between everyone. <laughs> so, but yeah, exciting to be at City Field. Everything from top to bottom was great. Yeah, the concession stands you can see the all the action. The, the 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 they have a Shake Shack. They have a Shake Shack. What? Which is oh, that's it. That's I mean that's all you need. Done. I'll be there. <laughs> but the parking lot was easily accessible and very close to City Field. So you oh, can, we didn't drive, but it was cool to have the tailgate. Tailgate. It's like next to it. It's which right. for everyone else is like, why is that amazing? Yankees, it's like six blocks away. <laughs> yeah, you know? so it's 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 inconvenient for that kind of stuff. So the game day experience was just uh, so much better. Yeah, uh, but I, I do say I prefer the pubs outside of Yankee Stadium. I like that feeling of walking out yes. and being a part of society. When you walk out of Yankee, when you walk out of City Field, there's a subway station and parking lots. That's all there is. There's yeah. nothing out there. And there's Arthur Ashe Stadium. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah, You're like, why is that even here? <laughs> so like, it's not fun, but. Uh, when you walk out of Yankee Stadium, you're a part of something. Like, you know, you could do that thing like yeah. uh, on River Ave and stuff. So that's kind of missed. But the sight lines, the feeling of being in that stadium, the way that stadium is laid out, perfect. It was great. It was great. So uh, this game, again, yeah, ended 2-2. But and early, sold out, by the way. Uh, yeah. but uh, They only allowed uh, the lower bowl. Lower bowl. But, but that was sold out. Yeah. But they did. Uh, NYCFC did start this game. Uh, a little rough. Ola Kamara getting a goal in the 11th minute. Uh, for, I mean, great goal, but the, really the the credit has to go to uh, Federico Iguain. Iguain, baby man, with that beautiful, unbelievable. I mean, seeing it live, it, it really felt like the he, the ball was on a string. Well, not only that, but I'm like, who? Why do you? Why do you see that? Yeah, as an option. What told him? That that could be the result. It was like one of those things when someone like uh, you know like does something like in a chess game or something. You're like, oh, how the hell did you even? Yeah, it was like that. You were just like, what? I mean, no one, no one I know would have seen that. 
and just an abs- you been, uh, on a drone you wouldn't have seen that <laughs> an absolutely perfect cross i mean and it almost came from like just a just a few yards after uh the the center of the of the pitch yeah. and and placed it i mean he basically placed it on the penalty spot from from there and Ola Kamara left foot the, the, it, it, he froze Sean Johnson froze yeah. Frederick Briant because nobody. It was just so perfectly placed for Kamara and Kamara and only. alone. Yeah, there's no one else that could have gotten there, which yeah. is incredible to be able to do that. So, yeah. So uh, yeah, again, it was just like bravo, sir. You got us there. Yeah. But well, something interesting after that goal happened. I know as an NYCFC fan, I wasn't distraught. No, I, it, re- I really. Felt- although we played pretty badly for the last few matches, it did seem like the energy shifted after that. It did. So. It did. It didn't seem like oh, we're not going to get this. No. We're not going to get one, or it's going to be a tough, a tough to score. And tactically, I'm not a big. You know, I wasn't able to really see much from where I was standing. I also had a foul pole in my face, which is kind of a little frustrating. But I will say that it seemed like they were going after Briant every time they, they sure. were coming down the pitch. Briant seems to be the weak point. On NYCFC, but it looked like Alex Ring started to covering him, started covering him more. So yeah. I was like, "All right, cool, yeah, it's not that bad, yeah." So, uh, but they did get a, a score. NYCFC did score uh, a few minutes later in the David 18th, Villa, David yeah. Villa fr- from a header, which I don't think he's had this year ever. No, uh, no well, yeah, no, yeah. He, he's never scored a header from a corner. No, in his time in MLS, I, I know that for sure. Yeah, uh, so that was wild. Yeah, because Maxi Morales has scored a header. <laughs> yeah, which, well, before yeah. Villa, which is before crazy. Villa, which is wild. This <laughs> is insane. Uh, great goal, and then uh, so I think after that, people were like, "All right, this is gonna, I think it's gonna be all right." Yeah. Uh, then right before the before the second half began, Davia scores a great goal. Uh, so, which some people think might have been a, a more of a mistake from Zach Steffens. Uh, I don't think so. I. I I think Villa. So Villa uh, has the ball on the left side. He's uh, he's like edging into the box, and then yeah. uh, he he kind of knuckles the ball a little he bit. Kicks it in a way where it goes up, but it quickly comes down and bounces before it gets in the goal, yeah. which is a, a really good way of avoiding the keeper's glove. Yeah. So uh, uh, the Stefan's got a hand on it, yeah. but it, it was just coming. It, it wasn't even like spinning. The ball didn't spin at yeah, all. No, it, it, it definitely uh, had a little bit of movement, but it did, did that, that, that short hop. And, but it, it the, the, it was coming so quickly right. that he, there was something it, it deflected off of him and it went right in. Yeah. So, and I say this all the time. I yell this at the screen. I say, test the keeper. You got to just put some shots on frame, see yeah. what you're working with. This is one of those that's, you know, I guess designed to kind of confuse the keeper a bit sure. and, it, and it worked. It went in. Yeah. And he was just as impressive. Moros. Also hits him with that ugly looking dab. Yeah. But we found out it's because his kid wanted him to do that. Does that make it okay? Does that make it okay in your eyes? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> he, sh- he still should get knocked down a bit for that dab. But your kid asked for it. You got to do it. <laughs> he I, he mimicked uh, his kid's dab, which yeah. was not. Not really a dab. It's the way I cover up my eyes at night when my wife puts on like the light. You sort of put your nose in the inside of your elbow. And then you use the, the the forearm and the upper arm on one eye. The upper arm goes on your right eye, and the forearm the, the forearm goes on your left eye. Is that what you do? Have you ever done this before? No. One, this I'm not married, it. and two, what are you, a little baby? Just <laughs> the light doesn't. Wait, wait. No, stop. What do you got? The thickest uh, upper eye of all time. But you're just like bothered by the. Oh, no. Yeah, I cover up my eyes. I do an ugly dab in the middle of the night. 
Uh, okay. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, I, you can't expect a child. To we do. don't all have leather covered eyelids <laughs> like Christian Polanco. No, I, I still put an eye mask. Oh, okay. Well, actually, <laughs> I, I put, no, I put, no one doesn't believe cu- you. Right cucumbers now. on my. Yeah, no one doesn't believe you right now. <laughs> I don't sleep with an eye mask. I, I'm uh, I'm fine. Yeah. without without my my girlfriend does sleep with an eye mask. Yeah, actually, I can confirm that because <laughs> when we had to share a room, all four of us. Yeah. There was an eye mask, and it was like, oh, it's a little too frilly to be Polanco's. <laughs> oh, it looks like a like a pink doily. Polanco's like, stop using my eye mask. <laughs> so, uh, after in this game, uh, says juicy on it. Fifty in the 58th minute, uh, Josh Williams scores. Oh, did you remember Josh Williams used to play for NYCFC? No, I did not remember that. Yeah, he was one of the first season uh, defenders. He didn't, but he did he get game time? Did he? Ever yeah, play? and he, I think he got like he got dropped like after the first game or second game. I do not recall. Yeah, he did. I'm telling you, I uh, I, I can confirm. I'm not breaking. Saying, you're. I'm not saying breaking lying. news. <laughs> Josh Williams. Uh, but he did score. He did score after the the corner. Yeah, and uh, a, a goal that probably Sean Johnson should have got gotten gotten first. Uh, yeah, it just it just looked a little bad. A little maybe some miscommunication. But Josh Williams is also like six four. He's a giant man. He's a big man. So you're not. It's not that surprising. That, that was a big man goal. Big man goal. Exactly. Yeah. So. But this game ending 2-2 worked out just fine. It did in the end, but boy, was I stressed out. Also, it could have been 3-2. It should have been 3-2. That would be a... I can't remember the last time he missed a penalty. I think he did once before last season. Yeah, a lot of controversy here with this penalty, right? Because Stefan's... Fouls Max Morales in the Clearly. box. Video, video review. Finally, uh, NYCFC getting a, a video yeah. review call their way. VAR. VAR uh, helping out. But before David Villa takes his penalty, and I don't know if this was in the television broadcast, but being there live, it was very evident. Uh, there was right, penalties called after, after the video review. Then everybody's cheering. And then for some reason... A so, beer. Some New York City football club fan decides yeah. to throw a beer before so inside the box, right before V is about to take his penalty. Which doesn't make any sense. So you're 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 only hurting your own team. Yeah, and how was he at Atlanta and and Philadelphia <laughs> at the same how time? How are you trying this is it, this, there's a there's a team. This yeah, is some, yeah. some sort of <laughs> some organized This uh, is orchestrated. <laughs> this is insane. So th- throws a beer. David Villa, for whatever reason, want to be a nice guy. He was like, "Well, this is not my house, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna clean up." Right. Picks up the beer himself. He he has an MLS soccer ball in his hand and a beer in the other. <laughs> I, I, now that I just realized it's a little redundant to be like MLS soccer ball, Major League Soccer soccer ball. Well, there is MLSsoccer.com. <laughs> it's like when somebody says uh, ATM machine because it's like, yeah. well, M, the M is already machine. Yeah. <laughs> so and a Major League soccer ball. Yeah, uh, there you go. An MLS ball. Yeah. So he so ball in one hand, beer in the other. Uh, which tosses is, the beer aside. Tosses the beer aside. And then, uh, you know, wags his finger. Uh, yeah, he wags his finger at. He shames the fans <laughs> who threw the beer. How dare you, sir? <laughs> Come I, on. I'm a, a bit preoccupied at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am perturbed by your action. <laughs> but why pick up the beer, David? Why pick up the beer? Because you're you have to focus He's a man on man of integrity. He clearly is, but must have gotten in his head because was that not the trashest penalty David Villa has ever taken? Yeah, it was not even near the post. No, almost down the middle. 
Yeah, I mean, and it kind of telegraphed it the whole way, too. Uh, yeah. It's a real shame uh, that he missed that. I, you know, it, it would have been a hat trick. It would have been so many things. It would have been a win. It turns out the win was not necessary. Everything turned out fine. Yeah. But he's still thinking about that missed penalty right he now. He was very, very upset. He was upset afterwards. And afterwards, Vieira was I, like, relax. Yeah, we're good. Even after, the, you know, uh, the all the results came in and, uh, and NYCFC had the second seed, he was not... He, he there was like something missing. You could tell he yeah. wasn't he wasn't totally happy. He may he may or may not win. Uh, well, Valeri got injured, right? Valeri, I don't know how serious it is. Yeah, but he may or may not win the MVP. Valeri or Villa? No, Villa. Villa at least is in the the conversation. But it he looked is. like he felt that if, if he would have scored that goal, he would have won the MVP. Maybe. Uh, I think uh, I think Valeri. I think Valeri deserves it over Villa. When, yeah, I mean, he's had to, to do more. He's had, he's had to do so much more. But, if, I mean, David Villa, it doesn't matter what team you root for. David Villa is someone you have to be, like, sort of in admiration of. He's just an incredible player, and to come here, and he's absolutely cared way more about MLS than, than a lot of people who've come here for a lot less money have. Yeah. So let's uh, let's go. So the, the standings, why don't we do that? Let's yeah. talk about the standings, right? So in the East, it broke out as Toronto's on top. Right. And then you've got NYCFC just on bottom 69. Um, (laughs) And then Chicago Fire finished third. Atlanta United finished fourth. So they're going to play each other. No, third place sixth. I'm sorry. So Atlanta United plays fifth, which is Columbus. So Columbus has to go to Atlanta. New York Red Bulls have to go to Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. So that's going to be a fun. Which one do you think is going to be a better game? I think I think Chicago, New York is going to be awesome. Dax, oh boy. Dax back home. Well, I mean, in his new home. Yeah. Introducing his ex to his new girl. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. His new girl got abs. You know, she's <laughs> working out. She's sure. an Insta model. She's a fit model she's, on Instagram. Yeah, she, she, she's uh, she's German. Yeah, just she she a little a, bit Hungarian. Just a golden boot. Yeah, she, has, yeah. she was a loves crust. to score. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Speaking of Chicago Fire, how about Nemanja Nikolic responding to our Instagram post? That's right. <laughs> With two crying eye emojis <laughs> and then one like, wait a minute, what do you mean falling for? Yeah. He's like, man, still, man, man, still Hungarian and Serbian. He don't want to hear all that. So you, I, you guys might remember the the all-star video that we did. The hug heard around the world. The hug uh, felt around the uh, world. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Nemanja Nikolic hugging Alexis Guerreros. Yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> Nicholas. Mr. Steel, your golden boot winner. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we posted just a, that little clip uh, on, on our Instagram. And the Manu Nikolic, give a, give a little like. Yeah, give, a little shout back. A little comment. Did not follow. He did not follow. No, not, not yet. He's, he's baby steps. You yeah, know? that's you got to earn it. Third date. Third date follow. <laughs> so, yeah. You're not just going to give it up that easy. Nah, come on now. <laughs> so, uh, you know, as, as a matter of fact, let's talk about uh, the, the game uh, uh, Chicago had against Houston, which uh, Chicago would have wanted to win this game. They would have. They should have. They should have. They, they would have been in second place, uh, avoided that, that knockout round uh, against uh uh, against New York. Thank you, Houston. Thank you, Houston. But I mean, it kind of sets up for a great. I don't know. Wait, if if Chicago would have won, it would have been NYCFC against the Red Bulls. That which uh, would, that would have been pretty entertaining. I would have, yeah, a little Hudson River Derby, a little, a little New York Derby. Yeah, this you know Wednesday, just uh, heading over. Yeah, well, the Yankees don't play, so it wouldn't have been an issue. Yeah, no, the so, Yankees are out of the World Series. Oh, uh, but Chicago uh, goes to Houston, loses three nil. 
And not not the way you want to head into the playoffs. Exciting for Nicholas. I mean, obviously getting the golden boot, and so there was something to be happy about. And I think he did score a worldie that didn't get that didn't get counted. It didn't. I, I don't think it went in. But from the angle, you know, if no, there was, I know we we asked the question: Does VAR count for goals? Because this should have been at least watched again. Yeah, which I believe it would have been looked over. Yeah, if, uh, uh, if it did uh, cross the line, it just came off like the corner where the crossbar meets the post, and then it sort of bounced slightly behind the line, but probably on the line still a little bit. So yeah, but I mean, uh, Houston scoring early in the second minute, yeah. uh, and 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 they just didn't let up, and so. Just a, a bit of a concern for Chicago to just, I mean, I mean, you don't want to go into, you know, the most important game of the season, losing 3-0. No. And we also don't know if Bastion Schweinsteiger is going to be coming back. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be healthy enough, but the team has a lot of pieces. It doesn't need Bastion Schweinsteiger. It wants Bastion Schweinsteiger, but it doesn't need Bastion. So I don't know if they're built specifically to be able to handle a team like the Rebels, who will be coming in at 100%. Royer's back. Everyone else seems to be back. Yeah, Bradley Wright Phillips also didn't travel with the team to D.C. Right. To play that game, so he's he's, he's 100%. Yeah, he's, Sasha Kleschen also did not play that game. Yeah, and it looks like Gonzalo Verón is kind of finding his groove a little bit in that team, so it's a dangerous team. And again, like as an NYCFC fan, I didn't want to play the Rebels. They're coming in hot. NYCFC seems to be sputtering at the end here. Maybe they can pick it up. Maybe like this little bit of a break that they're going to get uh, certainly helps them. Sure, whoever they play is going to be obviously gassed in that first game because yeah. they, they just played that knockout game. They just so. played that knockout game. So hopefully uh, that's enough juice uh, to get uh, you know someone like NYCFC. But like again, as I said, Rebels, not the team I want to play in the East. Uh, they're coming in uh, in full form. Yeah, it, it really looks like the most dangerous uh, sides are Atlanta, Toronto, and uh, you know, and the Red Bulls. Yeah, yeah. As far as like recent form, uh, there, there was a great moment in when Rodney Wallace and Ethan White were on Hot ninety seven on uh, Ebro in the morning. Yeah, uh, and Ebro was like, uh, "Who's who? You think is the, who's the toughest team uh, out there?" And he was like, "We are." Nice, just straight up. We are, and no, no stuttering no, in his no voice, no blinking, nothing. no nothing. We are the toughest. It was team. not one arf that came out of his mouth. <laughs> Zero arfs, no arfs. <laughs> uh, but that is a you know, I I think you know. Look, based on how NYCFC played in the playoffs last season, you, they they have to have there has to be some bitterness, yeah, and to not you know have that kind of. They're uh, trying to write that wrong. Yeah, so. I think they they're gonna if they if they play the way they play against Columbus I I'm I I'd be confident. Yeah, I mean, look, you certainly I don't know that they're gonna come out as defensive in the away game uh, for the home and the away the way they did uh, last year, which is sort of like what we talked about. It's like the Champions League style, and I think Vieira just overthought it. You know what I mean? Sure. You know, you still got to try to score. You still got to go out there and try to get at them. And you didn't play that way all season, so it didn't work. But you know, they're not the, uh, you know, like I said, they're not the only team uh, that that looks like, uh, you know, is kind of coming in a little rough. Chicago's coming in a little rough. How are they going to play? Hobbling in. Yeah. Are they going to be able to make it out of this knockout game? You know, this is going to be fun. Wednesday and Thursday is going to be your blast. So the let's go over to the Western Conference. Uh, a couple. And we'll do these quickly. Yeah. Uh, San Jose, Minnesota. I know some people were tweeting at us about because uh, <laughs> we said uh, I, we said we didn't want San Jose to get <laughs> so, it, so we were upset. RSL much more fun to watch. They that's, didn't get a chance. That's to all make we're it. saying. But you know what, San Jose, to their credit, 
good for them. The 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 schedule gods scheduled Minnesota United for their last game to possibly get make it into the playoffs. Oh playoff. yeah. <laughs> you know how many teams would have loved to play Minnesota United in the last Yeah, and Minnesota United made it made it rough. They they put up a fight. Yeah, just like you know how many teams would have wanted Trinidad and Tobago to be the final game of, to get in to get into the World Cup. We get it. How long ago? <laughs> Do you know? Uh Well, we know Josie just shut this thing off. <laughs> well, thanks for listening up to that point, Josie. <laughs> um this game incredibly entertaining. Uh, some great goals and and just a and a, a little hair tussling, a little hair tussling, a little noogies, yeah, uh, getting handed out. Don't you dare pull hair. <laughs> so the uh, this game three two San Jose wins this game. Last few seconds, they needed, Arana. They needed to win because FC Dallas uh, won their game five to one uh, against I forgot who they played, but they they San Jose needed to win this Which, game. By the way, let's just take a break here. Just a moment of silence for FC Dallas. <laughs> Wow. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, they needed that. They needed that. Oh, you know what? Man. We're getting a lot of thank you letters in, in the mail, yeah. in postage. Yeah, at Toyota Park where they play, there's a bit of a moment of silence <laughs> for, the, for the entire winter. So uh, they, uh, San Jose gets an early goal from uh, Danny Hooson, uh, who, who did. He was the guy who got his hair tussled. He got he, great, great decision and poor defending also from Minnesota, which yeah. you, can't, you can't expect any more than what they, what they pretty much offer. They uh, a great touch uh, that that Hussein, and I forget who was the center back that just missed it, but he like he basically doesn't matter. He just gave up on the yeah. ball. He was like R.I.P. that center back. <laughs> and then uh, uh, he then uh, Hussein slots it, but there there, there was uh, that uh, funny moment. Who was uh, I forgot who was it uh, specifically that tussled uh, the hair? But there, if you know Danny Hussein, Danny Hussein, he is. Uh, he is. He has like a like a slick back kind of a hair uh, tight on the side, so it's all just top of the head. Yeah, he's also uh, he's Dutch. Danny, yeah, he's, he's a, from the Netherlands. He's from the Netherlands. Yeah, and he is. Uh, but he's like a like a dark skinned Netherlands guy. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a bunch of those. Like I feel like I don't know if there's like re, they're not related, but like a a uh, <laughs> like like you know how you like, saying they all look alike? So, <laughs> like certain. Uh, uh, I feel like in the Netherlands, there's this black population that looks yeah. like that, that where they look almost indigenous, like it's, almost it's like, like you, like like yeah, me. It's yeah. a bunch of Danes and it's me. It's with, a couple with couple Polancos. <laughs> so it's just because I see him and I'm like they got. People yeah. Netherlands I've met like, this guy like six times <laughs> and they've all had different names. Because there's a there's another guy on the Netherlands team that kind of there's like three or four guys that look similar to Dan yeah. So that's why I was thinking of uh, that. But he his hair is a particular hairstyle, right? Yeah. And yeah it's yeah. like it's like a uh, it's like slick back. It kind of looks almost like a little bit of what like Theo Walcott's trying this season. Yes. Yeah. 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 So and so it's like the official light skin like, dude <laughs> haircut. So we just want to clarify that this is this is this falls under the category of yo you don't touch a black woman's hair right like it, it, so I mean this Danny Houston is essentially a black woman in this in this in this, in in this, this scenario. context yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, so who Boxall Michael Boxall yeah so at one point in the game I guess he he makes a challenge and it kind of knocks Danny Houston over but when he as as Danny Houston's sitting down uh, and Danny Houston's hair is perfectly placed like very stiff each each hair yeah is, yeah, yeah. is placed there perfect. it looks like he's running when he's standing still <laughs> correct right? so uh, boxall puts his hands on the, the 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 whole chunk of it on top 
and he kind of squeezes and then he tussles, but he he squeezes Squeeze, essentially and like, pulls. Yeah, like ruining the jaw. Like if some if I did that to your your hair right now, I mean you, you'd hear cracks and <laughs> pops and <laughs> <laughs> who's eating who's eating rice krispies out here? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody pour milk on some rice krispies. What's going on over there? I mean your hands would be covered in soot. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, very, at the very least, disrespectful. Very much so. You don't do that. But it was kind of like, I'm going to tell you here, but I'm also going to pull a little bit when no one's watching and be like, oh, what are you talking about? Yeah, you know you like that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's how you like it, isn't it? (laughs) I read your bio. (laughs) So Hoosen got up in his face and he's like, what you doing, son? Yeah. I'm just just touching your hair a little bit. uh, Rule number one. Yeah. Do not touch. (laughs) Black woman's hair. Yeah, black woman's hair. (laughs) We all know this. Michael Boxall should know better. Boxall. Son, you got taught. <laughs> so yeah, but not only did he uh, uh, get you know D- Danny Houston in his face, but he also got a fine from uh, from uh, MLS yeah. the dis- disciplinary committee. They didn't say how much it is, but we we figure that it's about a weave. <laughs> yeah, or a yeah. couple a couple uh, bottles of hair gel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't get some real hair. <laughs> so, uh, but. The more importantly, in this game, there were there were more important things than Danny Houston's hair. Uh, uh, a great goal, uh, Chris Wondolowski doing it for everybody but the U.S. men's national team in Belgium, uh, against Belgium. Uh, we, actually, before that, Jerome uh, Thiessen. Yeah, Jerome Thiessen scored. Which was... Tied it up. An, I mean, from Minnesota? Yeah, and he did that like weird... Yeah, he did like TV, the, like yeah, like the, you're 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 being yeah, your <laughs> pointer finger against your thumb, your thumb against your yeah. pointer finger on the other hand, kind of a weird thing, like looking through it. I'm not sure what he was doing. Was sure. it like a hee job? Maybe I'm like not sure a, what's going like on. Like a highlight, maybe like this highlight reel. Or... I, I think he's never scored before, and he's like, "What do I do? <laughs> what do I do my what do I do my hands? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. I don't want to dab." So he uh, scored, which was a wonder goal, uh, a great goal, left footed, around curler, beautiful uh, goal, but also. Um, who was uh, is Clint, Ir- Clint Irwin? Who the goalkeeper? Who's the keeper for San Jose? The normal guy? I don't know. Uh, I forgot. I his. should know this, but I can't remember. I forgot his name. Uh, but he is. Uh, he wasn't playing. It, the the the. Key- this was the backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Backup dude. Tarbell, isn't uh, it? No, that yeah, Tarbell. Tarbell, yeah. Uh, yeah. He yeah yeah. So he was uh the one playing on uh yeah he. Yeah, he's not the. I don't think he's the normal. Is he the normal guy? Talking he might about? be. I mean, we don't know a lot about San Jose. We didn't want you to be here, San Jose. <laughs> Sorry. But I will say though, after that goal, is that Chris Wondolowski had Bingham. a part. Bingham is the keeper. Bingham is the normal. Irwin is the the backup keeper who was the starter last year at Toronto, right. and now it's Bono. So yeah. Bingham is the normal keeper. Tarbell is the backup. But Chris Wondolowski had a part in both of these goals. The next two goals after that. Yeah. He, the next two goals for San Jose after that. So as you know, three two. Uh, Toronto, I'm sorry, Minnesota scores another goal. Calville scores a goal. But more importantly, 90 minutes plus three. Yeah. And this is literally, I think it was only five minutes total added to the match. Mm-hmm. This was the end. This was as far as you could go. If they don't score, they're not in the playoffs. FC Dallas is, and FC Dallas is a terrible season. It's kind <laughs> of a wash. Everything's okay. Unfortunately for them, there's a bit of a scrum. The ball's going back and forth. It starts to kind of go wide of the goal. Yeah, well, it it, it was a shot taken. The keeper did stop it. Parries it, right. Yeah. And it goes goes wide of the goal. Chris Wondolowski chases it down, sends it directly to the foot of Marco Areña, who you may know from uh, Costa Rica. And he doesn't necessarily get it right in the goal. He kind of yeah, it wasn't sends clean. it in the direction. No, certainly wasn't clean. He sends it in the direction of everyone else's sort of onslaught 
running towards Arena yeah. uh, to, uh, to cover him, and it kind of trickles in the goal. But I mean, what a wonderful moment! If you are saying the, the the scenes in the stands was insane, people yeah. were going absolutely nuts. Everyone had a tattoo on their face, and they were yeah. very very excited. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was uh, yeah, that's right. The guy from uh, Rancid is in there. Uh, it was absolutely wild. And you know, if you are a San Jose uh, earthquake fan, uh, you hate us. But you love the fact that they made it in the playoffs, and that must have been a really fun moment for you guys. It was it was cool to see, and obviously we wish you guys the best. Yeah. But you're you're going up against Vancouver, uh, so it doesn't look good right it now. It does not look good. Which <laughs> Vancouver fell out of that top spot by losing, by losing to Portland, to Portland, and they lose the Cascadia Cup. Uh, Portland wins this game two to one. No one thought it would happen. I thought Vancouver was going to run away with it. Yeah, they, uh, they yeah they they got the first goal from uh, from Kendall Waston. Also, Costa Rica. Costa Rica is really... Everyone who scored against America. Yeah. When, when people are like, MLS is hurting the U.S. men's national team, it's like, well, they're doing fine for everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're hurting as much so much as like a lot of these players from around the world, from around CONCACAF, are learning a lot about American players. Okay. They play, a, they play against us all the time, so they're a bit more prepared than we are when we go play a bunch of people who we don't know who you are. Sure. Uh, so Kendall Watson scores, center back. Uh, for for the Vancouver Whitecaps, yeah. and then Liam Ridgewell is like scores hey. a little worldy, a little wonder goal. <laughs> it was a uh, very uh, kind of like the outside, the inside. I don't know. It's like the no, he bent his foot sideways, and it was with the with the no. It was it was the laces. It, look, I, I think it was a great goal from Ridgewell. Yeah, uh, kind of uh, poor uh, keeping. From uh, so th- th- this is what I was thinking. Of. Th- this was the backup keeper, Marinovic. Marinovic, uh, who who is I don't know who that guy is. Uh, so he but so like who is the, the the um the the keeper for Vancouver? Why am I forgetting this? Ousted. Yes. Uh, I don't know if he wasn't playing. He must have not been playing because he was hurt. Yeah, uh, I think he did get hurt. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, no, he was in the bench. He was on the bench. So, so just resting him. Maybe resting him, but not a good game to rest. Not, not a good game to rest him. Yeah, because now you got to play an extra match. Yeah. So, yeah. I, probably the bad, de- uh, poor decision, I think, because this that that goal in particular was uh, Marinovic is he could have caught that ball. He, he he it wasn't that hardly hit. No, but it was perfectly placed. It was. I don't know if it was perfect. Odd angle. No, I think it was. It was an odd angle. I mean, you can't you can't beat somebody up. It didn't that. seem like the ball was coming fast enough for him not to not be able to catch it. It was like a very, but, but it was directed. You know, it was misdirected very quickly. You sure. know, your body's going one way. Well, he he leaves the ball there for Ridgewell, and Ridgewell hits it right in. Yeah. It was a tough goal still, but if it's class Uste, from Ridgewell, who said there? I don't think uh, I don't think that. Happens. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, so they, they they get that goal and then they get the second goal from uh, Darren Maddox. They uh, who's they, had a pretty good season so far. Yeah, you but know, th- this, covering for uh, Fernando Avi. Yeah, this game I, I love this game in particular because obviously there was so much at, at stake and the I mean the crowd was I mean just great. I mean it, it, just, yeah. it was just incredibly lively. But let me also say this: it could have been five one. Because Blanco had how many chances? Oh, yeah, he had a couple. <laughs> Every time. How wide do you want to go, Blanco? Sure. Uh, but they look. They look. They made it work. Obviously, to only allow one goal from Vancouver, especially you know, we see Jordi Reyna just lighting it up the yeah. last couple of weeks. Uh, a big deal. Obviously, getting the first uh, seed in the Western Conference, winning the Cascadia Cup. Uh, they they Portland has to be. 
I mean, yeah, I, I think they have to be the favorites uh, to come out of the West. I mean, it's either them or Seattle. I don't, I don't see who else. I can't see anybody else. But Vancouver is one of those teams. Like they, they will play you very defensively. They will hit you on the counter. Sure, I can in, see them going far. They're in third place, but not by, not by much. You know what I mean? No, like they, yeah. They, they have the, they had enough quality to be in first place. Yeah, it's a real shame that they got knocked out of the first two because if I felt like they certainly deserved it with the way they played over the last few weeks. Sure. So the what are the standings? So uh, Portland's on top. Yeah, so Portland's on top. So Who's in second position? Because we know Vancouver's in third, right? So Seattle's uh, in second. Seattle's in second. So we're going to have Vancouver. So at least Seattle and Portland, right? They get a break. Yep. Vancouver plays San Jose Earthquakes and at Vancouver. That's going to be a really tough match for San Jose. And Houston, but they're coming in with a lot of steam. Yeah, and Houston plays uh, Sporting Kansas City. But we know Tim Mealy. Tim Melia is not playing. That's right. So if you're a sport in Kansas City, that guy's been standing on his head all season for you. This is not, yeah, of all times that I have him. Uh, so you need Shalui, you need Blessing, you need all these guys to step up. Shalui. 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 That's it. Because Calm down. Danny Coos. Calm gonna- <laughs> down, Danny. <laughs> you know what? And shout out to Danny Coozer. Uh, we never we got to mention this, but uh, he uh, w- he was one of our early listeners as well. Yeah. And he just uh, started a podcast with his uh, friend. Right. Uh, he's, Not uh, another pod. No, I think no other pod. No other pod. Yeah. For, and it's a, a Sporting Kansas City podcast. So if you're a Sporting Kansas City fan and, uh, you know, you feel like we... Don't talk about them or just well, constantly put them down uh, that you can listen yeah. to uh, to SKC fans uh, uh, talk about them. So They're chopping it up. Exactly. So go listen to no other pod when uh, when you get an opportunity. So, uh, yeah. So those uh, what, what there was one, uh, Seattle, Colorado. We got to talk about this because uh, obviously your boy Clint Dempsey, your favorite player who you wish <laughs> plays for the national team forever. forever. Yeah. <laughs> the Marcus Beasley role. <laughs> He's the new Demarcus Beasley. You want him there forever. Uh, Seattle wins this game uh, fairly comfortably 3-0 when, which is a bit surprising because it's Cl- Seattle uh, because it's <laughs> Seattle because Clint Dempsey was sent off and cle- yeah. clearly he's in as uh, as bad a mood as we are after you know missing out on the World Cup he's not handling it nearly as well as Josie is <laughs> Josie seems like he's cool he's trying to have up beers yeah yeah so. Clint Clint got a big old chip on his shoulder. I feel like Clint's going to play another five years just to piss everybody off. <laughs> so uh, another uh, the uh, electric offense, you know, from from the Sounders. Yeah, Nico Ladero still also now with no playing well with no Clint Dempsey up top. <laughs> it seems to be the issue here. It's like last year. And Dempsey might miss more time than just this next match. Well, so because he put head to head. Yeah. So the the moment. Uh, in particular, uh, that that caused the red car was an elbow to the head. Yeah, he was like swinging his arm around. Yeah, he was. He, I guess he was like trying to go as he's getting defended. Yeah, he was trying to go for a cross. Uh, who did he foul? Someone in the Colorado Rapids. I'm not sure. He did, which is and on the MLS, whoever number two is. Who, yeah, on the MLS, they didn't they didn't mention his name. So, uh, but like he did it while he was not the focus of the attention, which normally that gets. It's totally fine. A little bit of competitive ribbing and so on. Yeah, and, and a lot of times it's not even noticed. But now we got that VAR. VAR. Got that eye in the sky. Yo, Streets is watching, dog. <laughs> you better take it easy, Clint. They see everything. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that. So he, uh, video review, referee gives him the red card. Clint. Starts clapping. Being Clint. 
He's already he starts, uh, you know, ironically. He's being Clint descending. <laughs> <laughs> Just being real Clint descending. Very much, and clapping in the in the defender's face. Yeah, being like, well, he's clapping in the official's face, and then he starts to jaw up. No, no, no. So let's just be clear, because he didn't. He wasn't clapping in the, the official's face. No, he did. He did clap. He, did. he was clapping and walking towards the defender. The ref is like. You gotta. He's trying to direct him off the field. Yeah, and he, so Clint is like, "No, this is this has to be done." Right, right. He he kind of you know what I need to do right <laughs> he now. He kind of oh, a little not in a mean way, but he kind of puts his hands on the official. Like, no, I got yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I got to do what I got to do. I got to say my goodbyes. It's yeah. like the, the I'm gonna start with you, <laughs> like, defender. Like uh, like in half baked. You know, it's yeah. like. Oh, uh, what was his name? The the uh, the dude that's like fuck Puerto you, Rican yeah, yeah, yeah. Puerto Rican, fuck you, fuck you. You're, You're cool. cool. <laughs> so yeah, he, he did. He did one of those. He went up to him, got in his face, clapping in his face. But then they touched foreheads. They touched foreheads, uh, which is usually baby, come <laughs> to me. So, which is funny that the disco is going to have something <laughs> to say about this. So. He uh he essentially he doesn't once you get a red especially in the final game you you automatically miss the first game of whatever playoff yeah. game you have the, that you're in you're done but some people were suggesting that there might be more of a punishment because he he didn't leave the field immediately after getting the red card which is which and you can't forcibly you can't move your head forward towards another player sure which he he didn't do that like violently no but still that's that enough that alone sure. is worth but uh, apparently a cor- another game probably. A, according to MLSsoccer.com and the disciplinary committee and what they've uh, written down here uh, says that he just got fined. He got a, yeah. an undisclosed amount. Good. So he won't, miss, he won't miss more than just the first match and they have a bye. So well, and, and according to this, they play, the, the Sounders play better without Clint Dempsey and with 10 men. <laughs> 10 men, yeah. So you're fine. Yeah, so there's nothing to worry about. Plus you still have Will Bruin. Someone will score from half a foot away. How great was Will Bruin in this game? He's incredible. He's been incredible for the last few weeks. Yeah, he 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 got uh the, he got the first goal after the the cross from uh, uh Kevin Kevin Liram and uh and then they, they, and he also drew the penalty. That, yeah, that Nico Ladero scored. Nico Ladero doing it once again, baby, turning it out when they need him. Yep, uh, he, El Uruguayo Boludo. He got that. He got his second goal and completed the brace uh in uh in stoppage time. And this moment, this goal was great, not because of the the goal. I mean, Nico's goal was pretty awesome. It was great, but what led to it, which was uh, the, I think it was Will Bruin up top, and just cue the curb enthusiasm <laughs> music. And the two center backs. It was a long ball, and Will Bruin uh, kind of fought off both center backs. Yeah, but I don't think anyone really touched it. Well, the center back, some one of the center backs headed per- it directly up in the air. Headed it directly up in the air. It went behind him, but he just started like jotting his face nope. around. Left nobody, right. nobody in the Colorado Rapids back line knew where the ball was. Nobody knew where it went, so but, it's bouncing behind him with just a streaking. <laughs> <laughs> but he's still looking around, like where is it? And then he realizes there's a player running behind him with the ball. Yeah, and that happens to be yeah. Nicolodero. Nicolodero catches the ball, gets the ball and just does what he does and it's just one of those things that's so funny that when you watch the replay he's just like is it over here is it over here it looks like a squirrel not sure where to go you know? he really is clueless for 
for about three seconds. When you're clueless for three seconds on a soccer pitch, yeah, you you fucked up. You really messed. Yeah, you fucked up. Because <laughs> I mean, the game requires so much focus and attention that three Every seconds second counts. It is a lifetime. Also, you're a center back. <laughs> you can't let those two seconds go by. I'll you're give the- you one second. That's all you get. <laughs> so uh, and then and then he put, he puts away a great goal that that Tim Howard gets a hand on, but uh, it was just so perfectly placed. So, Perfect. Uh, so yeah, that's. That's it, everybody. That's that was decision day. So again, uh, we we know what the the and we know Colorado went down to ten men on their own as well. But that was later on in the game. Yeah, after two yellows. So the- Schoberg, Hoiberg, Schuberg, Schuberg, or as <laughs> Simon Borg pronounces it, Hubery, Hubery, <laughs> Hubery. Which is okay. That sounds like it a- might be right. That- you know, it's so wrong. That sounds like a like a beautiful town in Candyland. Or it sounds like when like when you uh, you're very cocky. You have a lot of hubery. <laughs> Too much of it. Yeah. So why don't you yeah. tone it down? Yeah. You're being very Clint descending right now. You have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So uh, so the playoffs are going to they're gonna be hot, obviously. They're the, going to be lit. Uh, are you changing who you think is going to go to the... Who did you say was going to go to the MLS final? Who did I say? I Because I, my two teams are still a part of it. At the beginning of the year, I said Toronto was going to get there again. And versus... Uh, did you pick a West Coast? I did pick a West Coast. I think I said Portland. I don't remember what I said. Did you? Well, remember I said Atlanta versus Vancouver, and everyone called me crazy about the Vancouver pick. Doesn't look so stupid now, does it? No, it does not. Yeah, so, and neither does the Atlanta one either. But no. you know what? I honestly look. Are oh, you want to change it? Do you think it's going to be Toronto versus Portland? No, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to change it. I mean, I'm going to change it because I. Well, I think NYCFC. I, my heart is like I really think they can do it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't see a way where they. They, like they, they don't. They have like the they, ability to stumble. I, I mean, they can. I think they have. They definitely have the opportunity to get to the conference final because they they can only play uh, in the semifinal. They can only play Chicago, yeah, uh, Atlanta, or Columbus, yeah. So uh, over two legs, you can beat those teams. You can beat those teams. Yeah, and remember, we have the home the weird home field advantage of playing in the bandbox known as NY uh, <laughs> Yankee Stadium. I should say. So yeah, that that's. Uh, I th- I think they can. I want there. NYCFC would- to do it, and I think they can. But I will say that my original prediction is still on track to be right. Okay. Well, I'm going to change this to San Jose against the New York Red Bulls. Ah. Bulls succeed. Six for six. <laughs> Someone bring in two nine. <laughs> um. So yeah, playoffs are going to be insane. That was great. Uh, we'll uh, decision day was awesome. Yeah. So the playoffs are coming up, and you know what? We're gonna. Uh, over the after the knockout rounds, uh, we're yeah. gonna, we're gonna have a, a a special podcast after. That's right. We're uh, gonna do a little phone call podcast. Yeah. At, so uh, after the games this week, so make sure you uh, subscribe to this podcast, and uh, so you so you don't miss those. Yeah. If you're listening or or you know watching right now on YouTube, because we do load the entire episode on YouTube, a lot of people have been watching it. Get out there and do it yourself as well. Uh, give us a click. Why not? Right. Hit subscribe on the YouTube if you haven't already. But if you're watching this. You might as well hit subscribe on the podcast, yeah, also, so that you can get it as soon as it shows up. Correct. So, uh, and also leave a nice uh, review. Oh, uh, hit us with a five star and make a little note in there. Be it, very nice. It really helps us climb in the iTunes rankings. We can't stress enough how helpful it actually is to get more people hearing about what we're doing. It's huge. So please, 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 uh, it takes two minutes. Please do that. You got an iPhone? You're listening to this running right iPhone right now. Literally, you. Hey, you. Yeah. You're listening to this. We're talking about you, buddy. We're talking about you, man. Or Come on. Lady. Hey, hit, lady. 
Did you hit the subscribe? Did you leave a five star review? Did you say something nice? Yeah, you, it's the, you, this. We're literally talking it's right almost, to you. It's almost the holiday season, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? Exactly. You got to get your gifts in order. Get take Come take on. care of this. Start with the gift of giving us a five star review <laughs> and a little something nice. Uh, so yeah, so make sure uh, you you do that, and uh, and we're gonna have those uh, special episodes. And go week. to SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek. Come on, download the SeatGeek app. Put in Cooligans if you've never used it before, and you'll get twenty dollars right in your pocket. Exactly. Uh, make sure, yeah, make sure you do that. And also, you know, we mentioned before, but the MLS playoffs are here. There's gonna, it's gonna be tough to get tickets to some games. Yeah. So go to see if you have you haven't used it before. Go to SeatGeek.com. Use Cooligans. Come on, twenty bucks off. Just put Cooligans in there. Yeah. Tell them you know a guy. You know us. You know <laughs> You know two guys. Come on, you know two guys. <laughs> yeah, put in put in the in the note description. It's like promo code Cooligans, and also just a, a little memo to uh, to SeatGeek. I know I know two guys. I know two guys. <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah, again, everybody, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the show. Yeah, it means a lot to us. Yes, we uh, we're very very grateful. So, my name is Christian Polanco, and my name is Alexis Guerrero. And together, what are we? The, the Cooligans. Cooligans!